1: Black
0: ball. Hold.
2: Recorded live.
3: Crank it up a little, too. i have it on volume, so nice. cranked up a bit.
4: Cut it. Yes, hey, tonight by Little CCR, John Fogarty and Creedence Clearwater Revival here on episode 16, Raw Radio. Back at you here on a Monday, November the 9th, 19th, the 2015. I said the wrong year. Let's say 2015. Sorry about that, folks. And yes, we are the big three, as you would expect. However, we're expecting more here on episode 16 this afternoon. we got a lot to talk about. I am your host, as always. The Iceman, Jared Drommel in Pittsburgh. With me is my two colleagues. First, over in Philadelphia, our good friend the Diesel once again back with us. Gregory Kramer from Pro Wrestling Reviews, as well as Hey Yo, the Bad Guy Scott Hall, among other Facebook pages, and our good friend Mr. Human Suplex Machine himself from Virginia, John Gross. Gentlemen, good to have you back with us for episode 16 today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, let's get into the top news stories of the week. However, we got a doozy of a news board today, and we got some other big highlights on this show. But before we do that, the number is one 444 pound 138 And the number one, you can talk to us through this afternoon. Plus, we're expecting a couple other big members of our panel joining us shortly. The king, the bad guy himself. Gerard T. Smith, Mr. NWO, as you know, and Mr. Wrestling Ralph Atkinson, could be joining us this afternoon to fill out our show this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So we hope to have them with us, along with you, some of the callers, and also questions in the chat box, which is now open, as well as giving us a call here on the show. Or you can log on to TalkShoe.com to listen to the show this afternoon. All right, guys, as we said, we've got some big news to talk about, so let's get into it this afternoon. The first big story this afternoon is what happened a week ago over there in the Emerald Isle, Dublin, Ireland, to be exact, as WWE World Champion Seth Rollins apparently tweaked his ACL, his MCL, and meniscus, and as a result, he will now be out six to nine months after suffering a brutal injury this past week, however, in Europe, however, and is now going to have to give up the WWE Championship as he was supposed to fight Seth Rollins. Or excuse me, not Seth Rollins, well, Roman Reigns in two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, in Atlanta. Now that is not going to happen, and because of that, the WWE has said they will do a tournament to determine who is the new number one contender, and possibly the new World Heavyweight Champion with Seth Rollins being out of action this amount of time. I'm going to turn it over to the Diesel first, Gregory Kramer. Greg, this is a big blow for WWE. Yeah,
5: um, my Facebook blew up. My Facebook group page, like blew up about Seth Rollins. I was like, And uh, one of you guys uh, told me about it on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this must be real." And a couple of of friends of mine—they're like, "Did you hear what happened?" I'm like, "Yeah," and it kept blowing up from today. It's outrageous. It's like a shocker as well.
4: Indeed. Indeed. And he is, I believe, back home in the States now. He will be having surgery, I believe, sometime later in the week. However, we want to wish him a very speedy recovery, to say the least. And you'll have to check the videos I pointed out before the show today if you've not seen the match yet, Greg. Uh, John, this is a big blow for WWE fans and for, oh. really, the authority.
3: Oh, yes, definitely a big blow. But, you know, the one thing is, when we saw that video, we knew something was, something very bad was happening. We... We
4: really knew it. We did, and and like I said, how it's just if none if none of you guys Stop. have seen, sorry John, if none of you guys have seen the video yet, how I advise you to check it out. It might you might get a little squeamish though, uh, in case uh, you don't want to see the video. It's understandable. But if you do want to see the video and what we're talking about, you might want to check it out. It is uh, pretty uh, terrible to say the least. And like I said, uh, no pun intended. All of us. I'd like to wish the champ a very speedy recovery, but uh, he's going to be out a long time, however, and because of this, that's why they're having this world title tournament now. Our next big story, guys, we're following, and we followed this over the weekend, however, as well, however, we just came in with this a few days ago, is there is talk that John Cena lays in, yes, the Doctor of Thuganomics himself, Mr. John Cena, if you will, will be possibly taking on, according to reports from Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, however, the phenom, yes, the American badass, the dead man rising himself, who will be celebrating his 25th anniversary at the Survivor Series in two weeks in Atlanta, the phenom himself, Mark Halloway, better known to you all as The Undertaker. John, this could be a big blockbuster, match if this comes true at Wrestlemania 32 between Cena and The Taker? Most
3: definitely the biggest matchup, quite possibly the biggest matchup Wrestlemania has to offer. I mean Cena's been in great Wrestlemania matches. He's had two Wrestlemania matches with The Rock and Wrestlemania 32 him and The Undertaker compared to how? house down.
4: It could. You're going to have 100,000 people in that place, Howard, and I think a lot of people are going to ask the question, who do you make bad guy? Who do you make good guy? I think in this case, you have to make the the bad guy in this case, but you never know. You could do a uh, face-versus-face matchup, and they've done this so many times before. We go back to Hogan in uh, Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania number six. We go back to Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar WrestleMania 19, excuse me. We go back to Hogan and Rock at WrestleMania 18. You know, even though Hogan was a heel, hard, by the end of the match, he was a face and the Rock was a heel. They did the switching of the roles. Wait a minute, guys. We got a surprise on the phone. I think we know who it is. And it's the bad guy himself, the man of the hour, Mr. Bad Guy NWO, Gerard T. Smith, joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Nope. On the-
3: Outworth, Wisconsin.
4: Yes, well, we know he who it is, however, so he is with us today. I think it's uh, him. Let's check with him. Gerard, is that you?
5: No, it's me, Mr.
4: Aslan. Mr. Raston, my mistake. Sorry about that there, uh, Ralph. Uh, Mr. Bobby. But he is coming on today. Uh, glad you could join us here. This is the fourth member of our show, and now we got one more added to the show. So now it's a big four. We were talking about Seth Rollins' injury over the past week there in the U.K. There, uh, Mr. Raston, what do you uh, have to say about this latest uh, injury about Seth Rollins?
5: It's unfortunate. Yes. This is they were trying to get him going. Uh huh. And possibly the huge WrestleMania man mm-hmm. injured, but that's
4: also the name of the game. Yep, and he'll be out six to nine months, as we indicated. It's just a bad break, no pun intended. Another thing we were talking about, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this, in just a second, I'm going to ask Greg this, uh, and we were just about to ask Greg this, and I'll get your thoughts in a second. The whole John Cena-Taker thing at WrestleMania 32, Greg, could it happen? Will it happen, do you think?
5: Could it happen? Uh, yes. Oh, sorry.
4: Sorry, there, uh, Ralph. I, mean, I was asking. I'll get to you in a sec. Go ahead, uh, Greg. Sorry about that. Wow, well, WWE has to do something because the ratings are really bad the last
5: couple of weeks. Yeah, they need a good like, wow. So I, I, I think they're going to do
4: it. Yeah, I think so too. It'll be a great match. And Ralph, go ahead. Uh, sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, Greg was just giving us his thoughts. Go ahead with your thoughts now about Cena and Taker. Could this be a match at WrestleMania? Do you feel?
5: I don't think so.
1: Mhm.
5: Um. But it, like I said, I gotta see how it turns out before I get my opinion too.
4: Yes. Well, Dave Meltzer uh, Dave. I was gonna say Dave has been reporting however, that they want to do some big blockbuster type of thing. However, for WrestleMania now that Rollins and Randy Orton Are gonna be out for a good period of time. However, and they haven't got anything written in stone yet as far as WrestleMania goes. But I think this would be one of the matches that would intrigue a lot of people.
5: I've always heard that uh-huh. it
4: could be
5: Sheamus and the Undertaker.
4: Oh, okay. That would be interesting. Guys, what do you think about or, that one? Uh, John, we'll go with you. Sheamus and the Undertaker, what do you think?
3: Sheamus so, and the Undertaker? Yes. Oh, that would be pretty awesome if they were to do that. I mean, think about it. If you think about it, they should have done, done Sheamus and Tanker for WrestleMania 26 and could have had Seamus break the streak, but I don't think Seamus at this time would be, you know, because he was WWE champion at that time and all of it. But, you know, Seamus and Hager at WrestleMania 26, well, I could have I seen that happening. Well, let me
4: ask you this though, and I'm going to ask all of you guys this the same question: If Sheamus does not win the title tournament coming up, power that starts tonight, obviously, how, and maybe down the road, we see him hold on to this a little longer, maybe till WrestleMania. Does he do the same thing as uh, Seth Rollins did a year ago by cashing in at the biggest stage of them all? Greg, I'll ask you first on that question. What do you think?
3: Well,
5: that was a shock with Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania. I did watch it with a couple of friends of mine. And uh, I was I was talking to my buddy
1: about
5: it mm-hmm. before
1: because
5: he's going to be cashing in. He's like, ah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I I have a feeling, mm-hmm. and, and he's
4: like, you're right. And like, uh, I kind of knew, and I, it may happen again this WrestleMania. Yeah, very well could. Uh, John, uh, I I asked Greg that question. Uh, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Could it be back to back years we see a cash in at WrestleMania?
6: You
3: know, hmm. last, last year, I I don't think so.
4: Okay. And, Ralph, I'm going to ask you the question, the same thing as I asked my two colleagues. Will uh, we see a back-to-back question? No.
5: I okay. think maybe if Rowan's wasn't out, we could have. Yeah. But what I see is you got the Survivor Series tournament coming up.
4: Right, and that's in the tournament. You know, the finals of the tournament. T- right.
5: I don't think Seamus is going to win that, but I do see him cashing it in at the Royal Rumble.
4: Yes, in January.
5: Okay, and I do have another um, Ooh, thing, please. and I've heard this about The Undertaker.
4: Yes, please you. I've show also it.
5: heard rumors it'll be Undertaker versus Sting, depending on his health.
4: Yes, that's true, and uh, Greg told us earlier before the show tonight, uh, Ralph, that there is word that Taker is in Manchester tonight and will be at Raw, he is supposed to be on SmackDown this week, and also Finn Balor is supposed to be backstage tonight, too, so Finn Balor, of course, uh, making the rounds this week, if you will, is the NXT champion, of course, as you know, he got beat up a few weeks ago at the hands of Samoa Joe, I still think that's going to be a matchup coming up at the NXT pay-per-view next month in London, that's going to really be a burner a match I feel. And I have a feeling we're gonna see a rematch one more time between the boss and Bailey, if you will, I And they've been talking about it and teasing it for weeks now, how on Twitter. I would love to see those two tear the house down one more time. I mean those two had two great matches already. A third match I can definitely see in the works. All right, before we get to anything else, ladies and gentlemen, however, John's got some wrestling dates in history, however, but we wanna give you out the number, one 724 7444 I am the Iceman, Jared D. we got Mr. and Ralph Atkinson on us from Wisconsin. We got our good friend over there in Eagle Land, Gregory the Diesel Kramer, and of course we got the human suplex machine in Virginia, John Gross, and of course I am your host, the Iceman, here in Pittsburgh, Jared D. All you gotta do is pound up one three eight seven four four after calling our number, one seven two four. 444-7444, and hit the number You can talk to us three right now. We are on episode 16, ladies and gentlemen. We've got some great wrestling history dates and birthdays today, so John's going to give us uh, those dates right now. John, go right ahead
3: with our Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Is that yes. okay? That's fine. Start with Saturday first. No problem. We can All start right. with Saturday. 36 years ago today, Harley Race beat Giant Baba to regain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship.
4: Very nice, very nice. Yep. Also
3: 1985, 30 years ago today, the WWE presented the Wrestling Classic. Yes. It was a one-night tournament for bragging rights and a brand-new Rolls Royce. Where was it? A brand-new Rolls Royce.
4: Oh, a new Rolls Royce. Okay, yes, a new car. And tell us who was the first and only recipient of that uh, beautiful Rolls Royce, shall we say.
3: Uh, the Junkyard Dog.
4: The great Sylvester Ritter, who, of course, many years wrestled down there in Mid-South in Bill Watts' territory, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're wondering, who had some great matches with one of, another guy who really uh, was kind of matched up with him in some ways, Hacksaw Butch Reed, as we all recall, however. Okay. Well, I got some history on Butch Reed and WWE after oh, this. Okay, go ahead. Uh, John, continue in. We've got to hear some good history about Butch Reed. Ralph's got a good story about Butch Reed. I think we're all going to look forward to today. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, continue, please. I mean, go on with your last day on Saturday before we get into Sunday. How? Are, and then I want to hear. We'll hear Ralph's story about uh, Butch reading the WWE. Or is that the only things we have for Saturday?
3: Uh, let me see. Oh, all right. Happy 58th birthday! It was a great happy 58th birthday to Mr. King Kong Bundy.
4: Oh, we've talked about him on our show many a time, and on the other shows oh. too. Oh, what a. I mean, 58 years old. God bless him. I mean, here's a guy who began his career world-class, ladies and gentlemen, however, and has bounced from territory to territory, however, and, of course, was a member of Bobby Heenan's stable back in the mid-'80s. All right, now, now doing gonna,
3: comedian
4: And a comedian, too, yes. I, I've i been seeing his comedy act online. I think you guys all have
3: to check that out.
4: Continue I'm going to go on
3: the Sunday now. All
4: right, go ahead. All right,
3: 40 years ago today in St. Paul, Minnesota, November 8th, Nick Botwinkle ended the seven-year run of Vern Gagne as AWA world champion, winning the title for the first time. And he would go on to have a long championship run himself. Well...
4: You talk about Nick Bockwinkle, there, John. You talk about great rivalries of the past, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't get any better than Nicky Bockwinkle and uh, Vern Gagne. I mean, Vern, the clean-cut All-American boy from Minnesota. Nick, of course, the fashion play from Beverly Hills with Bobby the Weasel Heenan, who, of course, had many guys in his stable, including Ray Stevens, Blackjack Mulligan, among others. Uh, when you talk about the prettiest boys of wrestling in the mid-'70s and 60s and 80s, however, Nicky Bockwinkle certainly rings true for a lot of people.
3: Yeah, indeed. Also, 35 years ago in 1990, Tony Gurria and Rick Martel beat the Wild Samoans to win the WWE Tag Team Championship.
4: And I believe that was in Madison Square Garden, if I'm not mistaken. I think that rings a bell or somewhere, maybe that, or the Spectrum yeah. in Philly. That was in the Garden. There you go. Again, the Garden ringing true for a lot of legends, However, and that is definitely uh, very, very true. Okay, um, what else we got?
3: All right, Gerard's favorite man, Scott Hall, in 1999, defeated Bret Hart, Sid Vicious, and Goldberg in a fatal four-way ladder match to win the vacant WCW United States Championship. Oh,
4: very cool, very cool. I know our king's going to like hearing that, however, if he gets a chance to call in on our show, he'll love hearing that story. Now, before, the, go ahead. The
3: same night the WWE...
4: Yes. And New
3: Age Outlaws beat Mankind mm-hmm. and Al Snow to win the WWE Tag Team Titles for the 5th time.
4: Well, very interesting. Very, very interesting stuff there. Now, before we get to Monday, however, Ralph was about to share with us a great Hacksaw Butch Reed story. So, let's hear this oh, Hacksaw oh, Butch Reed oh, uh, oh, story oh, there, oh, Ralph. Does the
5: I rumor
4: got... that Sorry, uh, John. Hold on. Go on, Ralph.
5: No, John. I can finish the birthdays, and then I'll do mine. No, no, no. I, we'll, we'll take a break okay. for a second. Go ahead. Okay. I just want to, first of all, say a couple things. One is I will probably be seeing El Snow next month.
4: Oh, okay. At We're a at. local
5: indie show. Nice. Down by Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Very cool. They're going to have Cameron Simmons, Abyss.
2: Uh-huh.
5: Um, the uh, only female intercontinental champion, China. Yes. And a few others I can't think of right offhand. Anyways, in the mid-'80s,
1: mm-hmm. Bids
5: Jr. Yes. was going to have Hacksaw Butch-Reed
4: uh-huh.
5: as his top star, but he turned him down. Right. And do the Hogan thing.
4: That's but right. But he was still under
5: the NWA banner.
4: Right. Right. And Another re-
5: one was uh, Jake Roberts,
4: too. Yeah. Oh, I know Jake. We all know about Jake, yeah. I remember also reading a lot of uh, Butch's bio before he got into wrestling. He went to Central Missouri Southwest College or University, I believe, and he tried his luck in the pros with the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe. Is that being a yeah. well? Yes, yeah, I thought did, so. Didn't he get hurt? Yes, I think it was an ankle or a foot. One of those two ailments, but I mean, Butch Reed, I felt, I mean, I I have the Mid-South DVD, and in case you guys don't have it, Legends of Mid-South Wrestling, I'm talking about. Very good DVD you talk about. A lot of great guys that came out of the Mid-South. Bill Watts, Territory, back in the 80s, Magnum T.A., Mr. Wrestling, Dr. Death Steve Williams, Terry Gordy, Michael Hayes, Ted DiBiase, Andre the Giant, Dusty Rhodes. A lot of guys actually went to Bill Watts' company back in the day. And probably one of the better feuds, however, of the 80s, I think. I've named all these legends. Probably the best feud I think I remember watching back in the day, however, in the 80s. I think a lot of people say, and even went into the NWA, was the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express of Gibson and Morton versus Stan Lane and uh, Dennis Condry, Beautiful Bobby, and James E. Cornett. I mean, that is just tag team wrestling at its finest right there, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, Greg, what do you think about the story about butchery that uh, Ralph just shared with us?
5: Um, I think that's a little before my time, so I have to pass that question.
4: Okay, no problem, no problem. Understandable, understandable. All right, uh, John's now going to get into. I believe he had. Do you have any more for Sunday, John, or are we that... done with Sunday? Yes, I did one
5: Sunday.
4: Okay, uh, Ralph, share with us your Sunday one, and then John will go to you again. Go ahead.
5: Yesterday was the 50th birthday of former Global Wrestling Federation's um, play by um, interviewer, Bonnie Blackstone.
4: Yes, uh, I, I remember vaguely seeing her on the TV in the old ESPN Classics. I watched her once or twice, yes, I believe. And I just recently saw a picture of her. She is uh, looking very pretty as ever, shall we yeah. say. Congratulations and to her. And she married,
5: um, I'm trying to think who she married, it was from Global. I mm. can't
4: think of who. I'm sure. And we'll they've think. been married ever since. Well, congratulations to her and congratulations to her, like I said, for her uh, celebrating a milestone, if you will. And uh, all of us here at Raw Radio would like to wish you nothing but the best. And for all of our competitors, uh, past and present, always happy birthday to you, past or present. Okay, uh, John, continue on with Sunday, please.
3: All right. Ten years ago today, and uh, the back I'm taping. Eddie Guerrero defeated Ken Kennedy via disqualification in his final match. They're in a slot on the SmackDown vs. Raw Survivor Series. Which, which, was which, in, was awesome. which,
4: which was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I remember. I mean, I remember the next night. No, should...
3: Minneapolis, Indiana.
4: Oh, okay, I thought it was Minneapolis. He passed away in Minneapolis, I want to say. My mistake, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, talking about a great guy. We've talked about him on our show and on a lot of the other shows. Attitude Radio, Revolution, Wolfpack. I mean, Eddie Guerrero... What a treat he was, whether you're a fan of his or not. I mean, I can remember we talked last week about his first, one of the first matches I remember watching Eddie and how, I mean, my first impression was him when he came into WCW from ECW back in the late mid-90s, 95, 96, but people remember him best from when he teamed up with Art Barth, his former tag team partner, The Love Machine, as he was known as, copying the frog splash after his partner, they took on, of course, El Hio Del Santo, and I forget, his partner at the World's Collide pay-per-view back in 1994 in LA, which had Mike Tanay and WCW former announcer Chris Cruz calling the action, but when you think of Eddie, however, I always think of the matchups he had with Ray Jr., Chris Jericho, and no pun intended, Dean Malenko. Those feuds and matches in ECW with him and Malenko are just absolutely five-star classics every time I watch them, and if you've not seen any of them, guys, you owe yourself to watch some of these. I mean, the one that probably is my favorite of him and Malenko is definitely the two out of three falls, the last time they fought each other in ECW in August of 95, just Absolutely a phenomenal match in the ECW arena that night.
5: And I remember Eddie. Yes. I remember in the mid-'80s, the Guerreros and Bainerts were feuding.
4: Yes, Gory, Chavo, Chavito, um, and Mondo, I believe, wasn't it? Yes. That's right. And I
5: think Mondo, honestly, was the best. Mm Mm-hmm. But Eddie just had that charisma.
4: Right, yes. He
5: wasn't, quote-unquote, tech, you know technically savvy, but everybody knows him from the WWE. But I remember watching a World Class episode and they said, watch out for this guy. He's going to be the future.
4: Yeah, I watched an old AWA episode of him, too, on ESPN Classic when he showed, and that was the matchup against the uh, R&R PMs, however, at the Superclass show back in 1988, and that was when I think they teamed up with Mick Foley at the time, in 1988, December that year. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit next week, however, in the next few weeks, how I got a real surprise for you guys coming up in the next few weeks about something, talking about Lost Territories now, because I think we're going to have a little fun with this. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, however, before we continue on... What's that?
3: I said, I have November 9th now.
4: Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, we know one thing happened on November 9th. We're going to have a real big discussion about this today, how are here in just a second. Uh, but I'm going to give out the numbers, 1724-444-7444, episode tix, excuse me, 16, I should say, now on TalkShoe.com. You can listen to us right now. We'll be here till 5 o'clock or a little after 5 this afternoon. We, are, of course, have the big four. We've got the Diesel, Gregory Kramer, Mr. Rasslin, Ralph Atkinson in Wisconsin, John Gross, the Human Suplex Machine in Virginia, and I'm your host, the Iceman, Jerry DiGiorano, here in Pittsburgh. Uh, one of the things however we're going to talk about ladies and gentlemen however obviously later on however in the show is one of the dates that, the date that happened today back in 1997 we all know where we were however that night when Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart however, had the infamous match in Montreal so that's one of the dates that is interesting we'll get into a real big discussion about this later on this afternoon here on the show but John has some other news that happened on November 9 as well as birthday so John please continue on with that
3: Yes, I do. All right. Today, happy birthday to Mr. Christopher Keith Irving, best known to wrestling as Chris Jericho.
4: And he, of course, is the uh, son of hockey great superstar Ted Irvine, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And talk about a guy who, whether you love him or hate him, however, he has had a great Hall of Fame career over the years, whether it be fighting WCW, ECW, Japan. Even WWE, he's done it all, been through it all, and he's had so many great matches with well, a lot of superstars, whether it be Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Ray Jr., even uh, guys like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall a couple times, too, and certainly a uh, happy birthday to uh, a true warrior, a true Lionheart, no pun intended, ladies and gentlemen, and that is the man formerly of Canada, if you will, Mr. Chris Jericho. The man of the 1,500
5: moves?
4: A thousand moves, yeah. He <laughs> said he, had to he, 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 could, he could have written a whole book on it, for God's sake. He could have written a, well, no, I'm in just thinking of that in his feud with Dean Malenko. Oh, th- th- those matches with him and Malenko were something else. I'll tell you. I mean, I can remember no, when a he was th-
5: telling about the moves, he was doing very
4: easy. Yeah, that he used to, he, I think he came out a couple times. with like, uh, I think a little, like a mini-page book that says, Matt, yeah. all right, move 32... Takedown, <laughs> move number 40, single leg crap. And that's what made Jericho fun. And he irated so many people with it, but it was so funny at the same time. And we're definitely going to share some moments about Jericho, I'm sure, here, in one of our big segments here today as well. So, uh, all right, John, continue, please.
3: All right, I think that's
4: it. All right, very good, very good birthdays. to will talk
3: about, um, job. What's that? We'll talk about screw job later on. Yes, we are. We're going to talk about the
4: Montreal incident in general later on today. No question about it, certainly. But now, guys, I want to get into a good discussion here. How and this is one of the things I thought of earlier today. However, before the show started, I'm going to talk a little bit, and hopefully, we have Gerard T. Smith, the King, join us soon, along with uh, whoever else calls in. Again, the number is 1-724-444-7444. This is episode sixteen. On TalkShoe.com, you can listen to us. We're here each and every Monday from 3 to 5. Next week, we've got a great show for you. We're going to have Survivor Series predictions next week. As you know, it is the go-home show. For that show, and uh, hopefully we'll have our uh, panel join us again. Of course, right now we've got the Diesel Gregory Kramer over there in Eagle Land which of course his boys won last night in overtime against Dallas, in a great Sunday night game. In Wisconsin, we have of course the Steeler and Packer man, our good friend Mr. Wrestling Ralph Atkinson, who of course uh, Packers took one on the chin yesterday against Cam Newton and the boys, but the Steelers, my Steelers as well, however, pulling it out against Oakland despite the loss of Big Ben Roethlisberger. And of course, um,
5: he's forced to be out
4: uh two or three weeks i've been hearing two to three weeks i hear but he should be back hopefully for the Seattle game by the end of the month but i'm holding i'm thinking that they're going to keep him out to the first week of december you never know with them and of course down in dc The Redskin Man himself, Mr. Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, whose boys took one on the chin by Tom Brady yesterday there in Foxborough. Hopefully they'll get back on their feet this Sunday. All right, guys, we're going to talk now about WrestleMania. As you know, WrestleMania is not that far away, about five months away. So right now we're going to play a little game called Early Dream Card of WrestleMania. Everyone's going to get a turn on picking a match. Our Divas Tag Team, World Title, IC Title, it doesn't really matter. And we're going to debate it all here on the show. So with that said, I'm going to turn it over right now to John first, I believe he has his first match picked for WrestleMania. That could be on the card this year. John, go right ahead with your thoughts on the first match that could happen this year at WrestleMania. Well, I'm
3: looking for Undertaker and John Cena.
4: All right, we've touched upon this already at the show today. I think it's still going to happen. However, a lot of people are hoping that's going to happen, so... That's a very good one you picked right there. So I think we all weighed in with our thoughts on that. So that's a very good one to start out with. I like that one. So very good one to start out there, there, John. Uh, Greg, you're next.
5: Um, I think it's going to be Triple
4: H versus Seth Rollins. Seth's not fighting, remember? He's hurt. Uh,
5: Yeah, uh, the fantasy match was going to be... Triple H. Or oh
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can talk about that. Yeah. If it wasn't for Rollins being hurt. Yeah. Okay. We can do yeah, we can touch upon that. Even if Rollins is going to be out actually till next year. That's not a bad look. We can discuss that, sure. Uh Triple H versus Seth Rollins, guys. If Rollins had not gotten hurt, this is a good pick by Greg. Um Greg, let's get your thoughts about this. Um if this was for the title and Rollins was still champion at this point, would you see Triple H getting the belt back from Rollins? Yes.
5: Yeah. John? Yeah.
4: Ralph? No. No. I'm going to say no, too. I don't think so, because I think Triple H is just, his career is almost winding down at this point. I think it would be great, yes, to see him as a champ one more time, but I just, I don't know. I can't see that happening. But that's a tough, like I said, it's a good pick, Greg, and I like it, however. But, like I said, if it wasn't for that injury, it it would be great to see. I just don't think it would happen right away, though. But, again, you never know. Alright, I'm going to go next. I'm going to pick Divas. I'm going to say Sasha Banks versus uh, Bailey. We've seen them fight in NXT. Why can't they bring it up to the main roster and steal the show up at WrestleMania? I think it would be fantastic. Ralph, your thoughts about this one? Would I
5: like to see it? Yes, but Vince has never been really highly on the I won't say give us, but the females division as a main mm-hmm. event, or even could I see it like on the pre-show? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I can't see it on the main show.
4: Okay. And uh, until
5: Vince turns this stuff over, it's going to be what it is.
4: Right. Okay. Uh, John, Sasha, and Bailey—we've seen them on NXT. We know they can steal the show. Uh, Ralph gave us his overall take. What do you think?
3: Um, I'd say, I think we would see. I think we would see it. What was that match again?
4: Sasha Banks the Boss versus the lovable, huggable Bailey. You've seen him in NXT. Oh,
3: I think we would see it again at WrestleMania 32. I think, I think has Sasha wins the uh, bell against Charlotte the Rumble and then challenges Bailey. Hey.
4: Oh, that's 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 not bad picking there. You're thinking ahead of time, and I like it. That's a very good assessment there. Okay, Greg, what do you think about this, Sasha and Bailey? One more time, this time on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania.
1: Yes, I think it's
4: good for business. All right, very good. All right, let's go again. However, we're still picking the dream card. However, we'll turn it now back over to Greg. Greg, you're next. Uh well, last
5: year on a. Uh... It was a live SmackDown. It was going to be Triple H versus The Rock one more time.
4: And we've talked about this a little bit, too. How I mean, you talked about Rollins now out of the... We know about Rollins being out of the picture. We've been hearing Rock could be uh, getting back in the ring one last time. Is it going to happen?
6: Um, I think so.
3: All right.
4: All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, John, what do you think? Triple H, Rock, one more time.
3: Uh...
5: Yes.
4: And Ralph? No,
5: but I, but I got one. The reason why when it's my round.
4: Okay. Uh, well, let's go to you next, since it is your round. Please tell us.
5: Okay. I could see the rock, and the rumor is he's going to come back. Yes. And be Goldberg.
4: Whoa! There's a good one, boys. Rock and Goldberg one more time. This would be good. All right. Uh, give us your take on this one. Who do you like? You, me? No, Ralph.
5: I'm going to say The Rock, but also I've heard of another match with Goldberg. So
4: All right, we'll get to I that. We'll, we'll come back to that, okay. Rock, Goldberg, now you're up, John. Who do you like?
3: Uh, The
4: Rock. And uh, we're going to say, Greg, who do you like, Rock and Goldberg?
5: I'm going to say Goldberg in this one.
4: And I'll agree with you there, Greg. I think Goldberg's too strong. I think Rock has had a great career, but I just think Goldberg coming back for that one big match. He, I know one time, however, beat The Rock, however, and then lost The Rock. I think, depending on his schedule and everything like that, The Rock, of course, are doing a lot of movies and TV these days. Of course, he's coming out with another movie, we understand, early next year. He came out earlier this year with a very good big hit in San Andreas. I don't know, uh, depending on his movie schedule, I don't know how long they would keep him around for, but we'll have to wait and see. Alright, I'm going to go next. I'm going to say this match could happen, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to throw it out there maybe as a tag match. It'll be Finn Balor and possibly Roman Reigns to take on the team of The Ascension. The Ascension have not been cooking all year. I think, however, they need a restart and a reshuffle in their career. We know about Finn and The Ascension from NXT this would be very interesting if you have uh, a tag match in this scenario. Uh, we're going to turn it to you first, there, John. What would you say at this one? What was that? Finn and Finn Balor and his partner, which would be someone like, say, Dean Ambrose taking on the Ascension, Connor and Victor.
3: Oh man!
4: I mean, that's. That's a dream matchup, I feel. We know the history of Finn and the Ascension in NXT. Dean's never faced the Ascension, however, I think he has, but this would be a pretty good, the crazy gimmicks of these two guys. I mean, we know Finn and the Demon. We know Dean, how crazy he can be. We know about the Ascension of Connor and Victor. This would be a good match, I feel. And I said, I'm going to take Finn and Dean.
3: Yeah, me too.
4: Ralph, who do you like? That one? Finn and Dean. What's that? Finn
5: and Dean.
4: Okay, Finn and Dean. You're going Finn and Dean. And uh, Greg, what do you like in that one? lemon
5: uh, and Dean.
4: Okay, so you're going to take Finn and Dean as well. Okay, all right. One last spin of the wheel, however, and this time we're going to turn it over to Ralph since he'll go first with the last one. I mean, and these are all okay, so- are, are predictions, so please go ahead.
5: Yeah. Okay, I was going to say something with Goldberg, but I'm going to say The Ascension
4: mm-hmm.
5: and I could see the Vaudevillians coming
4: up. Aiden English and Simon Gotch, however. Yes, uh, we know their history, however. They've are—they are, they been a very interesting team to watch. I think the fans more and more love these guys, and I know I'm become a fan of these guys, too. This would be a good match. So, you're going to take the Vaudevillians here versus The Ascension. Okay, uh, give us your winner.
5: Vaudevillians.
4: All right. Uh, John? What do you think? The Vaudevillians versus the Ascension, he thinks. The,
3: um, Ascension.
4: Ooh, okay, I'm gonna go Vaudevillians. And Greg, who do you like?
5: For them guys from uh, NXT.
4: Yes, the Vaudevillians, they're both from NXT, and the Vaudevillians are currently the NXT champs, yes. Aiden English and Simon Gotch. Uh, I have to take a, a pencil now, I don't really watch NXT. No problem. Understandable, understandable. Okay, very good one there, Ralph. All right, John, you have one more uh, match to uh, pick uh, as far as Mania goes. Who do you like?
3: Hmm. Uh, Hold on. Take your time. Rock Lesnar versus uh, Stone Cold. It, well, we've been hearing about this
4: for some time, and guest six is now in the chat. Howard, we like to say hello to guest seven. We hope you're enjoying the show, guest seven. Howard, please uh, tell us who you are when you get a chance, however, and uh, let us know where you're calling from today. Uh, who do you like in this one between Brock and uh, uh, Stone Cold? If Austin can go there, John.
1: Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold!
4: Stone Cold! So, Austin, you say, very good. Okay, Ralph, who do you like? I don't think it's happening because
5: I read an interview that said Austin is ninety nine point nine percent. Yes, but he's also the unpredictable one too. Yes, he so is. I will say it's got to be Fernand on his neck and his knees. Correct. Which are pretty much shot. Plus, right. he's doing a a second season of the Skull Ranch.
4: Right. Right. That's correct. Yes. But correct.
5: if it does happen, it has to be poof. It's Stone Cold versus Goldberg.
4: Uh, Austin Goldberg, Austin. And, or, or Austin and Brock Lesnar. Sorry, Austin and Brock Lesnar.
5: I gotta say Lesnar.
4: And I'll say Lesnar too. Greg, who do you like?
5: Uh, that's really a hard one. Stone Cold was in the Attitude Era.
4: Mhm.
5: And I uh, have Brock Lesnar in the late 2000s. I gotta say Stone Cold, and it's going to be good for this.
4: All right, so you're going to take Austin, too. Okay, i got a good one that's going to be really great for business, guys. You're going to like my pick here on this next one. It's going to be Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar, I feel. Talk about giant behemoths here, guys. This one could really get ugly in a hurry, and a good one, too. i got to go with KO and the pop-up powerbomb in this one. And guest son has now revealed us, ladies and gentlemen, is our Carolina Panther man, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw. we like to say hello to him today, and I know he is listening in on our show today. However, so we like to send out a greeting. Him. So uh, KO versus Brock Lesnar, the Battle of the F5 and the Pop Up Power bomb. Ralph, who do you like in this one? Pop Up
5: Power
4: Bomb. KO. All they right. not call
5: him Knuckle for Nothing.
4: <laughs> Very true. All right, John. KO and Brock. Who do you like?
3: Uh, I say, <laughs> I say Brock Lesnar.
4: Okay, and Greg.
3: I'm laughing at. I was laughing at that. Because that would be a barn born burner.
4: Oh, no question. No question. I think we all feel it. Any or a gr-
3: Scott Sunner would say a meat grinder. Yes,
4: yes. Alright, uh who do you like in this one, Greg? Between uh KO and the Beast? Uh I'm sort
5: of like Kevin Owens, but I think Brock
4: Lesnar's gonna take it. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. We got our early predictions, and I mean, these matches could change at any time. And of course, we want to be thanking you all for uh, listening today. And uh, Chad now says it's going to be Brock Lesnar as well beating KO. So we like to, we'd like to thank him for his thoughts. Hopefully, he'll weigh in with our other thoughts here in a little bit. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, our number is one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four and the number one. You can talk to the big four right now of the Diesel Gregory Kramer over in Philadelphia. You can talk to the Human Suplex Machine of John Groves, myself, Iceman Jerry D. Alman, of course, Mr. Raslin, who is here each and every Monday. And we are still waiting the emergence of our King Gerard T. Smith, the bad guy himself, if you will hopefully be joining us very soon. I understand he's probably getting a case of beer probably right now, or he's already knee deep in beer. But if he is uh having a beer right now, we'd like to say have one for all of us here on the show today, Your Majesty. We miss you here on the show. We hope you will be joining us here before the show's over this afternoon, along with some of our other callers as well. All right guys, let's get to the big story of the day. How we got a lot, I mean like I said we've had another uh good segment there with this, but this time however, we're going to turn it over to the greatest moments and the not so great moments in Starcade history. Last week we did the top 5 great moments and the not so great moments in Survivor Series history. This week it's the best and the worst moments in Starcade history. They can be a match, a promo, a wrestler and uh the sky's the limit, boys, so I'm going to let anyone uh, jump on this. And today we're going to start it out with the best Starcade moments with Greg. Greg, you're up first. Go ahead. The top five great moments in Starcade history that were exciting to you.
6: Um, I have to take a draw. I don't really remember. And I was a little at the time, so okay. I have to take a
5: pass
3: on that.
4: All right. No problem. No problem. That's understandable. We can let you pass on this one. John, go right ahead. Your top five moments in Starrcade history.
3: 1997 would have to be Sting and uh, Hulk Hogan.
4: Yep. Um, Ric
3: Flair and Dusty Road. Yep.
4: 1984, the Million Dollar Challenge. Or which one are you talking about? 84 or 85?
3: 85.
4: In the Omni. Yes, very good. Very good match there. The one where everyone thought Dusty won the title and then, of course, had to drop the title back after the Horseman interfered, and Tommy Young, of course, had to change his decision a few weeks after. That is correct. Okay.
3: Um...
4: One
6: out. Um...
4: Do you want us to come back?
3: T-98, Kevin Nash and Goldberg.
4: Oh, yes. The streak on the line against Big Sexy when Scott Hall, Gerard's buddy, of all things, zapped Goldberg with a cattle prod.
3: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, too. Also, that... mm I would prefer 97 to Bret Hart's uh, Starcade debut.
4: Yes, Eric Bischoff taking on Larry Sabisco, and Bret playing the role of guest referee with Nitro on the line, however. I remember that. That was after Sabisco was off for a little bit of time from the ring. That is correct, okay. you got four good ones there, and you have one more. Um,
3: Piper and Hogan, Starcade 96.
4: Very good. Okay, good five there. I like that. Okay, I'll go next. Here are my five. Number one, I want to say... Uh, without question, however, Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine, the dog collar match of 83 in the very first Starrcade. What a match that was. It is just brutal to watch and see those two literally beat the bejesus out of each other in the Greensboro Coliseum, And I know Chad and I had a chance uh, to discuss that a while back. In fact, uh, Chad's already got his five up. He's already said it's Hogan versus Vader in 94, Hogan and Sting. Starcade in Greensboro, of course. The Pat O'Connor, tag team tournament of 90. And Piper and Hogan, 96. Good list there, to say the least, however. So, uh, that is his top five. As I said, I've already named one of my top five. The next one I'm going to go with, however, Magnum T.A. and Tully Blanchard from Greensboro in 85. I mean, we know Dusty and Flair was a great match, too, however. So, I'm going to put... That is number three, however, but I think Magnum and Tully takes the number two spot. Number three already listed. Number four, I'm going to go with cruiserweights here. It's going to be Eddie Guerrero versus with Otani from Starcade 95. Not many people think that was a better great Starcade, but I think it was, however. It was the Battle of WCW taking on New Japan that year. You had Jujun Liger taking on Chris Benoit. You had Otani take on freaking Eddie. You had Tenzan. You had a lot of Asian guys in the WCW at that Starcade, however, and they were trying to take down WCW in New Japan. But, of course, WCW held true on that one. And my fifth one, however, this is debatable. I mean, it's a tie, I'm going to say. It's a toss-up between the Starcade Night of the Skywalker match with the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express, which Jim Cornette blew out his knee. And I'm going to also say the match-up between... Uh, Piper and uh, Hogan of 96. Wait a minute, we got Gerard on the phone now, finally, ladies and gentlemen. Gerard T. Smith has joined us, ladies and gentlemen, the king, if you will. Your Majesty, you're just in time. How are you today, sir?
3: Well, we thought we had him, but...
4: He's on the call right now. Let's try again. Gerard, are you there? I think he's coming, unless he's getting his music pumped up here. I I think I hear the music being pumped here. Let's see. Gerard, are you with us? Yes. Hey, yo. It's him. Yes, it is, folks. Here he is, Your Majesty. Glad you could join us. You're just in time. We are talking about the five greatest moments in Starcade history, however. So uh, with that being said, however, let's get your top five in right now.
7: Alright. My top five would have to be... We're just naming
4: the years, right? Yeah, we're naming the match. You can name a match a year, uh, like a wrestler. I mean, shall we say. I mean, I'm making it more fun today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I liked uh,
6: when
7: Sid and Ash. Okay. each other. Yep. I
4: think it was Master of Power Bomb or something? Yes, yes, I do recall that. Yep, that's
7: a good one. All right.
4: Versus Vader, 1993. Yes, good one there. Very good. Um, I almost went with that. Believe it or not, I was thinking heavily, and I thought Chad was going to go with that too because Chad's in the chat box, and none of us thought about that one. That's a good one. So that's two.
7: Oh, here's another good one. Yes. Flair versus Harley Race
4: at the very first K 1983. Very very good one there. Yes, in Greensboro. Were always a good feud there. Yep, that's a good one. Cause I uh, I I I was debating on two matches, from, th- that match and two others from '83. I was debating the tag match with Youngblood and Steamboat versus Jack and Jerry Briscoe, but I went with Piper and Valentine in the Dog Collar match. Oh
7: yeah, that was a good one.
4: Okay, you uh, got three. You got three good ones so far. I like it. So uh, continue, please.
7: You have Jerry versus Dustin Rhodes.
4: Was that the Bunkhouse Brawl in 99, I want to say? I think yeah. it was. Yep, that's a good one. Okay.
7: Um, one more. Yes. Uh, WCW New Japan World Cup. That was at Starcade,
4: right? Right. Ninety-five. I mentioned that one. Tawny and Eddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: All right. Well, I'll pick that one too.
4: Okay. Well, let's do one honorable mention since Greg uh, does not remember Starcade very well. Let's each get one pick, however, for the honorable mention, and we'll go with you first. One honorable mention match that should have been listed in our top five, but did not get our top five. And I'll let you pick that one first. Your match.
7: Um honorable mention,
6: uh, uh I'll be right back and then I'll do my pipe.
4: Okay, no problem, Ralph.
3: Thing versus Luger.
4: Alright, very good, very good. Ralph will be back in a few minutes, folks. Okay, John, honorable mention. Uh,
3: the honorable mention.
8: Yes.
3: <laughs> Brett Hart and Goldberg, nineteen ninety
4: nine. Okay, very good. All right, two good ones there, guys. I'm gonna make my honorable mention. This one was a tough one, but you know what? I'm going to go with Stunning Steve Austin versus Dusty Rhodes' kid, Dustin Rhodes. However, 1993, two out of three falls for the U.S. title. I almost went with another one, but this one was heavily in my brain already just before I made the pick. However, I figured, okay, I'm going to take this one over the other one. So that's my honorable mention. Okay, I think Ralph is back with us right now. Ralph, are you with us again? Okay, Ralph's going to be back with us in a few minutes to give us his top five. Uh, the five worst, uh, Chad already has made his top five, however. Sting versus the Black Scorpion, Scott Hall chasing Goldberg, sorry, he mentioned, Raven refusing to wrestle, that is all the worst he's got so far, so he's already made his honorable mentions. I'm going to go with my uh, top five here in a little bit, and uh, hopefully Ralph will be back with his top five here in a minute. But uh, before we get uh, his uh, top five, your Majesty, we were also discussing, however, uh, the uh, John Cena Undertaker match that could happen at WrestleMania 32. However, what do you think about that match, and will we see it happen? Do you think and now, as I mentioned it to you just less than 24 hours ago?
7: You're talking to me. Yes. Oh, sorry, I blanked out there for a that. second. That's okay. I, I
4: kind of blanked too. Don't worry, it's okay. I blanked a little myself. I'm back. Like... Okay, uh, Gerard's going to weigh in with this uh, Cena Taker thing for a minute, Ralph. and Then we'll get to your top five and start. Kate. So, uh, go ahead, there, uh, Gerard. Uh, yeah,
7: uh, I seen that somewhere too. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh.
4: No problem. No problem. If you let them,
7: if you let, them, if you let them do it, yep. he'll probably have to win. So yeah, this is gonna be Taker's last WrestleMania. You want Taker to? I want Taker to win. Or like everybody else, I think, in the world.
4: Yeah, I think we're I think we all agreeing that, and as I mentioned at the start of the show today, I think you have to turn Cena heel. You have to almost at this point, I feel, but you never know. It could be a face-versus-face match. We've had face matches before. We go back to Hogan and Warrior from Mania 6. We go back to uh, Brock and Kirk in 19, Hogan and Rock in 18. I mean, Hogan was a heel, yeah, going in, but by the end of the match, he turned face and Rock went to heel mode. Uh Chad did say the one honorable mention you want to mention, however, a great match, however, was Lex Luger versus Stan Hansen, the madman from Boulder, Texas, if you will, for the U.S. title back in 1990, however, and it was a bull match. So, very, very good selection there in more ways than one. Okay, Ralph now has his top five. So, Ralph, please give us your top five in Starcade. Um,
5: was it one where Rick Flyer was revealed as Lex Horfman within at Starcade?
4: Yes, 1990?
5: Yes. The reason why I picked that was nobody knew who it was.
4: You that's know, correct. Yep.
5: The After had him as Black Scorpion, mm-hmm. had question marks all crossed. That's right. And um, the fourth one, of course, you in no particular order, of course, yeah, the Scaffle Match. Gotta Which have one? A scaffold
4: match. The Which scaffold one? Match. Oh, yeah, the Night of the Skywalkers, yep, Road Wars and Were,
5: and it was, you know, interview with him today. He still talks about how he is. He'll take a Jim Carney is so afraid. Yeah. And he took a ship
4: mm-hmm. if
5: they were touring out in Europe.
4: Oh jeez.
5: Yeah. That's and, how, But when he got up in there, he was just just a shaking.
4: Yeah. Oh, took like a chance. And don't forget, they were involved in another one the following year, and that's when Big Bubba, of course, was on the scaffold in '87 in Chicago against that's, the Rock and Roll Express.
5: Yes. And I was going to use Big Bubba too.
4: Yeah. Yep. Good very
5: one. very underrated.
4: Yep. Ray trailer. Or...
5: Um rest in peace, by the way.
4: Yes. Um could he I'm
5: trying to figure in the eighty who he wrestled, but Ronnie Garvin. Paid? Ronnie Garvin, yes.
4: The tape fist match. The Louisville street yes. fight in eighty six.
5: Yes. I yes, that's a definite one. Yes. You
4: know? And you got two more. Okay. Um
6: Was Rick Rude the one where he got on the ass and faced
5: That was Halloween Havoc, I
4: think, in 91. Okay. But I do okay. I, but I do believe he was at a Starcade. I think he competed in a Starcade as a member of the Dangerous Alliance one year, I remember, yes. with Austin, I believe, or Arne Anderson. One
5: of, yes, um, very table. The who's who that became big names. Yes. Um, did um, the Hollywood Blondes of Austin and Pillman...
4: Uh, I yeah, uh, want to say yes, because I thought they they either fought Steamboat and Shane Douglas or the dynamic dudes of uh, Johnny Ace, John Laronitis, yes, and... Yes, Batman, the, right there. That, that was a one yes. And then,
5: um, the one, um... I'm sure I think the, the Rick were... Did Randy Garvin win the NWA title?
4: Yes. Yeah, no, but he won it in September that year, but he took on Ric Flair in 87 okay. in Chicago. That was the main one um, covered.
5: Steamboat Employer match. Where Steamboat won the title, wasn't
4: that Starcade? That was uh Chi Town Rumble eighty nine. Okay. But
5: you know, obviously uh But Steamboat wasn't was but
4: But Steamboat was in two Star K matches I do recall though. Eighty three he teamed up with Youngblood to take on Jack and Jerry Briscoe, if you remember that tag that, war. That was. And then and then in eighty four he fought Tully Blanchard. I'll
5: say eighty four. Tally Blanchard and Ricky Steamboat.
4: Yes, that's that was a so good one. Five. Yes. All right, guys, we got all good. Oh, titles. do I have an honorable mention? Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot that your honorable mention. Yeah, please Um.
5: Oh, I mean, there were so many good stuff early on for Starcade. It's stuff yep. to pick one.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
5: um, I was torn, too. Would the war games match in Star in Starcade?
4: Uh, I don't believe yes. they ever did a war games in Starcade, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they did.
6: Okay,
5: Okay, um, honorable mention. Did <sighs> Dean and
4: Chris Benoit do one at Cirque? I'm D- really shaky on my Circuit memories. Yeah, that's okay. Dean, I know, fought Ray Jr., I remember when your Benoit fought Jusian Liger and won. Benoit, Jusian
5: Liger.
4: In '95, yeah, that was, the, that was the World Cup match. That was the year of the yes. World Cup affair, which was a great match there. And speaking of Chris Benoit, uh, we're going to mention uh, him here in a little bit. I, uh, we were supposed to have this story a few weeks ago on Halloween. We've been pointing it off, putting it off because of other conf- obligations, but we want to hear something today. Ralph's got a very interesting, detailed story. I think we all want to hear about Chris Benoit and Kevin Song. This would be a very interesting story to hear, guys, so you want to stay tuned for that. All right, now we're going to go to the five worst moments in Starcade history, and this time I'm going to pick John to do his uh, worst five in Starcade history. John, go right ahead.
3: Well, the worst fire has to be, um, Bret Hart and Goldberg, 1999. Okay. The, with the revisited Montreal screw job.
4: We're going to all discuss that eventually, correct? Yes, we're going to get into that here That's on the show.
3: The Washington screw job.
4: <laughs> yeah, the Washington, the Washington kick hurt around the world, as they say. Let's just say. Okay.
3: Yep. Yeah, um... 1990. blah blah the whole 2000 event. Um, Eric Bischoff and Ric Flair in
4: 1998.
3: Yep. Okay. Okay. So, very good. Uh, JD, sorry about the thing. Uh, it was my uh, one It's my one
4: don't worry about it. It's okay. Take your time. No problem. I was, we, we weren't with the noise. It's no problem, but go on. Continue. you got two good ones so far.
3: Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, wasn't there a, the Powerbomb match, which was stupid, 1999? Yes, Kevin
4: Nash and Sid. Yeah, Gerard mentioned that as one of his favorites, but not bad. Okay, you got three.
3: I'm and sorry, you- Gerard.
4: No yeah. offense, It's okay. <clears throat>
3: yeah, two more there. Eric Bischoff and Root Flair in Star King 98.
4: Yeah, I mean, you did mention that one. That was your second one.
3: Yeah. How, was there an um, uh, intergender match at Star King 99? Uh, yeah, ever courageous and Medusa. Oh, that that was boring.
4: Yep, and there's one more you got.
3: That's my worst. Yep. Starting 2000 would probably have to be um, the main
4: event. Sid and, Sid and uh, Scott Steiner. Okay, very good. Oh, is that okay. the one where Steiner broke his ankle? No, that was uh, a month later it's in, however. It's in two thousand one when he took on sign of the rematch however, in Indianapolis and he came off the rope the following one month later. All right, uh here are my top five worst, however, mind you. But uh let me just do something here folks. Sorry about that here as I'm taking care of some obligations here. Okay, here are my five worst. Uh, number five would have to be, oh, I'm going to say uh, Eric Bischoff versus Larry Sabisco is number five. Number four, I would definitely say Flair and Bischoff as well. That's number four. Number three, I'm going to go with Courageous and Medusa as well. Two is Scott Hall and Sid, however, like I said. And number one, the all-time worst matchup, however, and I hate to say this, this is the worst, but I'm going to go with... Uh, number one, Paul Jones versus Jimmy Vine in a Tuxedo Lose Town match from '84. <laughs> I mean, that was so yeah. horrendously bad. I just watched it again recently and I just realized how bad that match was. So, those are my five uh, top uh, worst of all time. Uh, Ralph, what are your top five worst? Uh, um, I, the
5: Tuxedo match is one. Yes. Um, there's one, I can't remember. Um, was he, Abby, was that at?
4: Yeah, with Carlos Colon in 83. That was the only year he Okay, was. I'll
6: see that one. Okay, two. Um, the finger point,
5: which one, when was that?
4: The finger poke was in Nitro in 99. Okay.
5: Um I'm trying to
1: figure some of
4: Um the wheel. Spin the wheel, make the deal, that's Halloween Havoc, but yeah, they did one year, I think I think one of those mentions yes. You're thinking King of Cable, maybe? Ninety two? Yes. Okay, that was Sting Invader, yeah, and that's when they fought in the army. Okay.
5: Um I'm just trying to figure, you know, which one was what.
4: The no Dusty fun. Roads
5: one in the back of the hay truck?
4: Yep, against okay. Buckhouse Buck, however. Yep. yep, yep, I remember that. Okay, Line that was... Four. Uh, that's four, yep.
5: And... I remember more good than bad from... I mean, to be honest with you. Um,
4: well, you you got four good ones. I, li- I mean, uh, some uh, good ones.
5: I'll have to say, you know, the one with... Um, did um Bubba and Sting have one at Who did? Uh, Edgar Rogers.
4: Yeah, I think I can't remember what year it was. I thought it was. That's another one I can remember. I, 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 think, I think I think I think they did, or it was on a Clash. I can't remember one of those two. It was someone similar. Yeah, or on a Saturday night. I do not recall, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. But exactly. okay,
5: well, what about David Flair?
4: Oh God, yes. Years. Yes. Yeah, I think he fought Yeah, it was the one year DDP I think it was like a first blood match Or fraternity yeah. test match That was pretty hokey Yeah, I agree <laughs> with him
5: Yeah
4: Very good, okay Well, we all got good ones, guys And I like your selection So next That is a very good way to end this here But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen Let's give you out the number again one seven two four 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 444 pounds one three eight seven four four. And the number one We are here till 5 o'clock this afternoon We're going to be here for another hour as you know, we've got a big fivesome today, our new debut, of course, of the Fab Five, if you will. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jared D. Romo, as always. With me in Virginia is John Gross, the Human Suplex Machine, Gregory Kramer, the Diesel, of course, in Philadelphia, if you will. Mr. Gerard T. King, N.W.O. Smith, of course, who, as you know, is Mr. Bad Guy himself there in Ontario. And Mr. and Ralph Atkinson, Roland Ralph Atkinson, I should say, let's just say, in Wisconsin and we'll be here all of us until 5 o'clock you can log on com right now and talk to us the t- chat box is open or call us and as we gave you the number just hit the number 1 you can talk to us 5 with your comments and questions here we'll be glad to take them on the air here today
3: as uh, they
4: yes uh, John please do
3: so it's not brought to you by Chef
4: Boyardee, Italian Sauces ravioli. <laughs> well, we've got a food endorsement, guys. There we go. we got our first uh, in- food endorsement of the show ever. And we can thank uh, John for uh, bringing that endorsement to us today. However, I think it won't be the last food endorsement we'll have on this show, but that's our first food endorsement, we've got to say. And Chad <laughs> has told us, ladies and gentlemen, however – uh, that Rachel, team with the signs against Vincent, Scott Norr, and Randy Savage is one of his worst. John, your first two is my last two worst. He's already got three good ones there. He's going to have a couple more as well, so we hope to hear a couple more from him before the show's over today. Right now, guys, we're going to get into another segment. This is one that I'm also going to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, however, but before we get into the big, big uh, another discussion Our Ralph has been promising us the last few weeks a great Chris Benoit, Kevin Sullivan, interesting story that we kind of had to put off because of some other obligations to fulfill. But now that, that the time is right, it seems like today, we want to hear this story. And I think everyone wants to weigh in on their thoughts too, however, mind you. So Ralph, please tell us this story that you were about to share with us a few weeks ago about Benoit and Kevin Sullivan. I know everyone's been itching to hear this story.
5: Okay. Again, I might be doing a little language. I'm just doing
4: the pre warning. Yes. Um, well, it's it's uncensored, so we can get away with yeah. it. And those of you... Well, you who know, don't, some
5: people might be, but... Okay. But if you're offended by that,
4: this, we're sorry for the language. Let's give you a pre-warning ahead of time. If you're offended by this language, however, please, we mean no disrespect, no harm, no foul. But uh, this is a very graphic, very interesting story. You guys might want to hear. You might not want to hear. But please continue. Okay. As
5: we know the Chris Benoit murder yes, happened in Atlanta, Georgia. Correct. I don't think Chris Benoit murdered Nancy and Daniel. I think
4: uh-huh.
5: directly or indirectly, it would be Kevin Sullivan. Uh-huh. The reason being, a couple reasons. One, when they found Chris Benoit in the weight chains, uh-huh. hung. Then things are hard to impossible, I don't care how strong you are, Uh to get it on a neck. When he was entering, he left a message saying, I need help.
1: Uh
5: Okay. And he loved his son worth everything. Right. His older son does not want to talk to Kevin Sullivan. That's correct. Okay. And if you knew Kevin Sullivan and woman were married at one time. Right. And when Chris Van while took him after the divorce, Kevin Sullivan says, I'm gonna marry I'm gonna murder that bastard and get away with it. Right. Then you look at the Atlanta Police Department. Correct. Who is still was a huge WCW fan, old school. Correct. Kevin Sullivan always played a sadistic character.
4: Oh yes. Even in uh, Florida. There was
5: no one behind the scenes as being sadistic.
4: That's correct.
5: Very sadistic. Right. So, and the Atlanta Police Department also had another huge controversy with the Atlanta Olympics in 90, or 92. 96. 96 from the bombing. Right, yeah. And why would a murder, when you deal with a murder investigation,
4: mm-hmm. it's not
5: over in three days. Right. Especially a high-profile murder. Mm-hmm. And if Chris Ben-Law did something, there would be more, the crime scene would be a lot dirtier.
4: Yeah. So. It's it's, it's weird, I, no doubt about it. I
5: mean, you know, the Bruiser Brody, you know, um, murder incident gets me, but this one, because you had a kid involved,
1: mm-hmm. somebody
5: that didn't have a full, and he's known as the murderer, not the ring technician, not the dedication to the family, and why would somebody be so dedicated to the family three days later kill them? Right. And they said three different days happened, and the stories kept changing.
1: Mm-hmm,
5: yeah. Where Nancy got killed one day, mm-hmm. Dana got killed the next.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And if that was the case, the fumication from the bodies mm-hmm. would be going out. Right. And his sister yes. tried to call Chris Benoit, and the family... Yes. Still not talking to Kevin Sullivan.
4: Oh, I've, I've heard something about that. Yes, yes. Very interesting. You know,
5: um, not just Chris and his family, but Woman's family wants nothing to do with Kevin Sullivan.
4: Oh, yes. I believe it. Very, very so, interesting. Go on. Did he
5: get away with the actual murder? Or did he hire her for murder?
4: Mm hmm. Hey, Grandma. Sorry, sorry so, John. Paul. on. Anyways.
1: Sorry.
4: Mm hmm. Am I so You're fine. About yeah, yeah. Program? Go on, go on. John had okay. to talk to his camera. Go on. I'm really yeah, asleep.
5: that's fine. Um, so there's too many questions, and then with a brain injury, you know, mm-hmm. some of you know I've suffered from a brain injury. Yeah. Ninety percent of the people that deal with brain injuries
4: mm-hmm.
5: won't come out and murder somebody. They're more hesitant, if that makes sense.
4: Yes, yes, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm.
5: So, that's why I think Kevin Sullivan had a quote-unquote alibi, but it wasn't a strong alibi. Correct. He just said I was in New York at
3: the time, but no alibi.
4: Yes. So now, was... can I... Uh... Hold on, hold on. Yeah, John.
3: Now, can I ask a question about this?
4: Yeah. yeah. Please do, John.
3: I mean, yeah, we know that Chris was. Benoit... Could have, you know, Kevin Sullivan could have done this crime, but you gotta look at the facts, you know, Ralph. Like you mentioned, when Kevin Sullivan said he would threaten to kill Chris Benoit, I don't think he meant it, but I assure you that he he was not happy with the way that Chris now uh, Chris and Nancy were. He was not. I don't think he was happy. I don't think Kevin. He continued I, saying it. Thought that. Nancy needed all of the affection, and Nancy didn't give it to him, so she gave it to Chris.
4: Well, John, let me say one thing here in this defense. hour. I know what you're saying, I know what Ralph's saying, but I've read the book Mur- uh, *Ring of Hell* by Matthew Randoza of the Fifth. I don't know if you guys have read that book yet or had a chance to check it out. There is some graphic hit bits in there, too, that I agree with you to a point, John, but I kind of disagree with you because the thing is, though, like Ralph said, however, there was a lot of tension in the Sullivan marriage hour. I mean, it was, seemed like at times it was an act hour, and Sullivan was just portraying this guy both on and off TV, and he treated Nancy that way. And when you ask people now, like Ralph said, however, in Nancy's family or Sullivan's family, they don't want to have anything to do with Sullivan whatsoever or even talk about it. That's how uh, deep this issue is. Oh yeah, very deep. Uh, Gerard, let me ask you your opinion. What Ralph was just telling us. What is your take on this whole ordeal?
7: Uh, been my take ever since it happened. Uh, I think Kevin Sullivan had something to do with it too.
4: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And Greg, what about you?
5: Uh, I disagree. I I watched a documentary on YouTube. Yes. Um, yeah, I think Chris Benoit really did it because uh, the former wrestler showed us his brain and it was really messed up. Uh, it, I, I never cry about that stuff, but I saw it. It, it put me into tears. I think Chris Benoit really uh, did it. He was, all, he was all drugged up and then uh, buried up, so I think that really did it. Very
4: interesting observation by all of you guys on this matter. Let me ask you guys this, too. There's been talk they're going to make a movie next year at some point of this whole thing, however. I mean, personally, however, do you think they should make it? And if so, how big of a success or how big of a bust do you think it'll be? I'm going to start with you, Ralph. Your thoughts on this.
5: Yeah, I've heard that, and I've heard there's been actors wanting to procure Chris Benoit. Right. Um. And I mean good actors. Right. It depends. I mean, is it going to be nationwide, or is it going to be in a limited function? Right. Like, there's one I want to go see, the last movie with uh, Roddy Piper made.
4: Yes, a lot of people are talking about that movie as of late. That's supposed to be another big movie that's uh, come out right now.
5: Yes. Anyways, should they? No, because there's too many variables. Right. Too many... Well, this person believes this happened. That person believes that happened. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, they have done uh Berger Brody mm-hmm. movie. hmm Will Yep. Which they didn't. Yep. Um, Just like the WWE does want nothing to do with Kevin Sullivan either.
4: Exactly.
5: So that's the other thing. You know, they want nothing to do with Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. But they're starting to bring back Chris Benoit slowly but surely. He's back in the U.S. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, should they do it?
4: Yeah.
5: No. I don't think they should. Would mm-hmm. I watch it if I could? Yeah. Yeah.
4: But should they? No. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, John, what do you think?
3: I think it'd be a bust.
4: Okay. And uh, John, I already said John, never mind. Uh, Gerard.
7: Uh, I'm iffy on that because... I think it maybe look it would probably look bad on Chris Benoit,
4: so mm-hmm. maybe not. Okay. And Greg, what do you think?
5: Um yeah. Because for my opinion, I think Chris Benoit really killed his family. I, I don't know if Kevin Sullivan did mm-hmm. or did not, but it it would be no, they they took a more uh WWE stuff the next day them And then talk on. on ECW about it. And and everything he's not on the network they blocked them all with names. I think it's now.
4: Yeah. Um, any more uh, of the story you can tell us Ralph?
5: Um not that I can think of at the moment let me think. Um but I do, you know, and of course,
1: mm-hmm.
5: with, and of course, I think the media down there again was pro WCW. Yes. When Chris Benoit switched from WWE to WCW, and now I, I I refuse to watch anything with Kevin Sullivan per se.
4: Yes.
5: But even after the murder, he was saying Chris Benoit was this bad guy. You know, right. Chris Benoit. Well, I booked him as world champion. He wasn't talented enough. Right. You know, so if he didn't have a vendetta and didn't do it, he would just say, hey, Chris Van well, I made him champion because he was talented.
4: Right. You know, I've... so
5: it's still, I still think there's
4: uh-huh.
5: a lot of, per se, heat. hmm.
4: Uh-huh.
5: And Kevin Telemann was never investigated.
4: Right.
3: You I have know. learned.
4: Good, uh, John. Sorry, uh, Ralph. Uh, John, go ahead.
3: I have learned from Chris from this that years ago, when Chris Benoit passed away, yeah. I have learned that you know that there could have been murder, could have been, could have been a cover up, but mm-hmm. you know. Sure. At the same time, I can I can agree with Gregory and Gregory. I. Yeah, Chris Benoit did kill his son and his wife, yeah. and also, also there was reports that um, you know, when Chavo Guerrero talked about this on the uh, Talk is Jericho show. Yes. If anyone remembers this correctly on YouTube.
4: Yeah, I didn't get to see it, but I heard about. It, but go on.
3: Chris was out of breath, saying, saying now um. His uh, wife and son were all sick of food poisoning. I mean, but, we we know Ch- we know Chris exhausted killed his wife, and we know Chris is trying to make make an excuse of it. But you know, yeah. And then another incident in the magazine where uh, Chavo says that heard and intruder breaking Chris's house so. right
4: they said that in the book that I have in the Ring of Hell however mind you and it's just it's like I said if you guys have not picked up the book or read it like I have uh, you owe it to yourself to check it out it's very graphic a little bit they talk about his career in that but the last few chapters is more graphic than you would imagine And you, you all bring very good points to the table and uh, Chad has just told us now in the chat box how his personal opinion is as we've said it on Radio Network many times the more times we mention this it leads us to remember. I prefer to remember the man for his accomplishments in the ring and let him exactly. and his wife and his son rest in peace. And I think, mm-hmm. Ralph just said it, I agree with him too, and I think it is a very, it's just. It's so sad to this day, we still talk about many years later. And speaking of many years later, this leads us to talk about another Canadian, ladies and gentlemen, a good Canadian now, as we're going to Change it from bad to good, however, into, well, a mixed bag, if you will. Let's just say it's kind of good, but it's a mixed bag, too, about the so-called incident in Montreal. As we turn back the clock to November 9, 1997, the night Chris <coughs> Benoit's good friend, our fellow Canadian, Brett the Hitman Hart, took on Shawn Michaels in the infamous incident in Montreal. We all know Brett, we all know Brett was on his way to WCW shortly after this, however. I'm going to ask everyone's thoughts before, during, and after what their thoughts were about this encounter. So right now, I'm going to turn it to Gerard first, however, about the Bret Hart story. What were your thoughts about this before the match happened, during which, and then afterward? Your Majesty, go right ahead.
7: Alright. I can't believe it's been 18 years today. That's friggin' nuts.
4: Yeah, I know. I was just going to say that too, yeah.
7: Um, Well, before the match, I thought it was going to be a pretty epic match because Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart can put on a a hell of a show and uh, I was just tuning in to see a great show and then the ending was well this screw job. Yes. So uh and I was very upset about that that Brett got screwed and then uh then everything else happened and then uh it is what it is.
4: Yes. Yes. Uh okay that's a very good one. Okay, Ralph, your thoughts about uh, what I just asked uh, Gerard there. Okay. I'm going to go
5: a different way. Okay. It. I think Brent Hart and there's rumors being that Brent Hart it was actually planned to go that way. Okay. Um, if you look at, um, remember when Shawn Michaels lost his smile and broke his Right, neck early in the cell. year.
4: Yep, that's correct.
5: And Bret Hart says whatever and then he was talking more about being against Brett, they were having the old um Hart Foundation and stuff. Mm. Yeah. And then he was doing a just ironically, of his own video mm-hmm. on what was happening. Right. You know, during the time. And then this happened. Mhm. Because if you look at the match and I'm not gonna say one way or another, but if you look at the match yes. just as soon as that mm-hmm. you know, you could kinda of say, Okay, this is ready when Tom Michaels put in the sharpshooter. Right. Well, Vince was known before then he wasn't really put this. Um, mad at anything. Right. And know Brad said he lose the title and the next day, per se. Mm-hmm. But then you see McMahon stand up and go towards him. Mm-hmm. Why would he do that?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And so at that time, he was known as, even though you know, everybody knew he was the CEO, president of the WWE, he was still doing the announcing duties. So what a perfect time to bring in the McMahon evil character. Mm-hmm. And now you fast forward again 18 years, unfortunate death and one heart and stuff. And then all of a sudden I heard has this grudge against Shawn Michaels. He
3: mm-hmm. has a grudge
5: against Vince McMahon.
3: Right.
5: And then the next day he's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Let's hug I'm Rob with Shawn Michaels. Um, let's hug Vince McMahon.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, and then Vince McMahon says, Kick me in the balls if you want. Right. And when you deal with wrestling, sometimes fiction or the facts are not what they seem to be. Right. And that's why, I. Say, and then you go back, you see Bret Man, he spit, spit at
1: yes. Vince
5: McMahon. Right. Vince McMahon was known to bring, you know, he wasn't bringing out different promotions, but when mm-hmm. he did the WCW logo, nothing surprises Vince. He said that countless times, and he said, when you think it's, you know, if you think it's legitimate, it's not.
4: Let me ask you guys this. That's a good one, though, uh, to bring up. Talking about WCW, when Brett, but the thing happened with Brett, how, and I'm going to ask you all the same question, however, before I get your thoughts on uh, what uh, he just, uh, Ralph just said there, Greg. I'm going to ask all of you. When that happened, do you think WCW was a little worried? Because even though Brett was out of his contract and heading off to WCW now, however, they realized they were going to be in a little trouble because Vince was starting to make a little bit of noise and uh, start the ground shaking a little bit and try to build back up the WWE. I'm going to ask you first. Ralph, your thoughts on that?
5: Honestly, no. Okay. Because Eric Bischoff, again. Yeah. What was, you know, we were talking about Starkey. Which is the pay per view that Bischoff challenged mm-hmm. Vince McMahon on his show?
4: Uh, that would be WCW Uncensored, I believe, that following okay. year.
5: Okay. Why would Eric Bischoff. hmm. When he says, I've had my ass kicked, da 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 da, right. black belt, and then, hey Vince, you're invited. Right. So I don't think they were nervous on it at all. Mm hmm. Because they had all of Vince's people that built Vince's up, like you see, you had Scott Alkin, Nash,
0: of Bret Hart,
5: um, the rumor being Owen Hart leaving
4: hmm
5: After his contract, which Owen Hart gave you up win WCW.
4: That's right. Correct.
5: And it's just, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. it's like, you want it? Come come here.
4: Exactly. The mistake
5: yeah. he said he made was when Vince was going to come down with DX. Right. And the DX finally, he goes, I should have kept the door open by He's like, that would have been the hugest thing you've seen WCW and WWE, same show, same time.
4: How would you rate, and let me ask everyone this again, too, how would you rate Bret Hart's time in WCW? I gave it above average rating. I gave it below. low.
1: hmm
4: Okay. Uh, Gerard, what would you say about uh, the whole thing that Ralph just said and give us your rating about Bret Hart's time in WCW in the rating? Uh, I thought it was, Uh, I thought
7: what he said was all right. And, uh, yeah, it was it was about average.
4: hmm Okay, okay. And, uh, John, what about you? I
3: agree with Gerard, too.
4: Greg?
6: Um, he was, uh, Brett was in WCW,
5: and he was, like, a totally different person after the screw job. Like, you couldn't use the WWE Champion in WCW because of copyrights and stuff. Right, right. Like Ric Flair, with
4: the World Heavyweight Champion, they did something and you couldn't see the belt. Mm-hmm. So, you, you couldn't really use it. Yeah. But, okay. okay. What are you
5: going to say, this? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, Ralph, you were about to say something. Go ahead. i bad WWE logo. WCW did not care at that time. Mm-hmm. In point, Medusa dropping the WWE ladies title in the garbage. Yes. You know, when she came in and she didn't like the idea, but Bishop said, Come on, this is a war, you know we bring in their top ladies champion, a mm-hmm. legitimate MMA fighter yeah. or a black belt. Right. Into our company. Yeah. And we're we're just in Vince's face saying, What you gonna do?
4: Right. Right, I agree.
5: So, I, and if you look back in the day, even when Eric Bischoff was in the AWA, they were still talking about other territories at that time.
4: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
5: So, I don't think they were really worried at that time.
4: Very, very, very good opinions from all of you guys. I mean, this is a debate I've been wanting to do, I mean, like I said, since before the show today. We all bring, we all brought up great points. Chad has told us that his personal opinion so far is, Vince and Sean screwed Brett, but Vince can no longer stand having this monkey on his back for 12 years. So what he does, what does he do? He invites Brett to come back in 2010, and but decides instead to have more fun with Brett, even having a match with him at WrestleMania 26, even toying with blocking Stu Hart in the Hall of Fame. And I, think, and I agree with Chad in that assessment because I think really it was a slap in the face. If that did not happen, Howard, and they did not put Stu in the, heart, in the Hall of Fame, Howard, then what was the point of Brett being in that company for 15 years and not missing many dates and being the champion that he was, whether he was a tag champion or a world champion for that matter? I agree with Chad 100% on that. Alright ladies and gentlemen, it is right now 20 after 4 here on Monday, November 9, 2015. I almost said the wrong year again, but I got it right this time. <laughs> this is episode 16. Uh, we are here each and every Monday on TalkShoe.com, dot 444 It is the Fab Five, the new Fab Five if you will. We got the Diesel Gregory Kramer in Philadelphia, we got the human suplex machine in Virginia, John Gross, Mr. Raston, Ralph Atkinson in Wisconsin, Gerard Tinking, the bad guy, Mr GTS, if you will, however. And as I have to call him, Mr. Cold of Personality, too, however, if you will, however, joining us today from his neck nethills in Ontario. And, of course, I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. All right, guys, we're going to do some fantasy matchups, as we have plenty of time here in the show. However, we're going to do a lot of good ones today, so I'm sure everyone's got a good one or two. So with that said, let's get the fantasy matchups started right now. Uh, But before we do that, however, I just want to just uh, tell our boss there a good observation on his uh, thoughts and, uh, hold on a second uh, just give me a second here, guys. I'm talking to him on the chat box and talking to all of you guys out there, however, uh, like I said, however, so there you go, uh, so with that said, let's do our fancy match ups, however, and with that said, we're gonna start it off, however, mind you, uh, we're gonna start it off with Ralph in the first fancy matchup of the day, so Ralph, go right ahead, you're up first,
5: Hmm. Okay, um, because we've been talking about both WCW and WWE.
1: Yes.
6: Um, you am going to try to get one current. Yes. Yeah, because I don't do too many currents. Hmm. Um, oof. I'm not usually you current no. <laughs> Okay, um... Jerry Lynn
5: versus, yep. of course, my all-time favorite that I've met, versus. I think he's on the roster. Um, not so much current, but um, Jamie Noble.
4: Oh, okay. Uh all right. Jerry Lynn versus Jamie. By God, Noble, ladies and well,
5: gentlemen. Well, yeah, he's still in the WWE, so yeah.
4: Yeah, he's he's an agent but he wrestles he doesn't wrestle that much anymore. Uh Chad actually got Del Rio versus Carlos Colón, so we're gonna get his pick, however, here in a second and answer that second. Uh he's gonna go with Jerry Lynn. Ralph, who do you like in this one?
5: The guy that I seen do a pregnancy in the middle of a thunderstorm on Christopher Chris Daniels yes. it would be Jerry Lynn.
4: The whole the new F show Jerry Lennon who was doing quite better right here with his health these days and is yeah. still recovering. So uh, very good news to hear that. Jerry Lynn is your pick, okay. and you got him. I'm gonna take Jerry Lennon, the cradle pile driver on that one. Uh Gerard, who do you like? Jerry Lynn versus Jamie Noble.
6: Gerard, are you there?
4: Ooh, we might have lost Gerard. Uh John, are you there? Yeah. Okay, Jerry Lynn versus Jamie Noble's the match.
3: I could say Jerry Lynn.
4: Alright. We got three for Jerry Lynn and Greg, you're the last guy. Jerry Lynn versus Jamie Noble.
7: Uh, Jerry Lynn.
4: Alright, so four for Jerry Lynn. Let's see if Gerard's with us again. Gerard, are you back with us right now?
7: Yeah, I'm back.
4: Okay, Jerry Lynn versus Jamie Noble's our first fantasy matchup of the day. Who do you like?
7: Jerry Lynn.
4: All right, however, so we Was all have a name after Jerry Lynn. I think so, if I'm not mistaken, I believe so. Uh, Chad had a good match here, folks, however, and he went with Alberto Del Rio versus Carlos Colon. Talk about two uh, uh, Caribbean guys here, and uh, this is a very, very good one, however. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Gerard first. Who do you like in this one, Del Rio versus Carlos Colon uh, there, uh, Your Majesty?
7: Alberto Del Rio.
4: So he's going to take Del Rio. Greg, who do you like? Del Rio versus Carlos Colon.
1: Uh, Alberto.
4: All right. Chad's going to go with Carlos Colon. I'm going to go with Carlos Colon. John, who do you like? Del Rio versus Carlos Colon. Alberto! And yet he doesn't have Ricardo Rodriguez. He has, my God, how our Zeb Coulter and his motorized scooter. So we've got three for uh, Del Rio here. And, uh, Ralph, who do you like, Del Rio versus Carlos Colon? I
5: was just thinking something. I'm going to say Carlos Colon. Mm-hmm. But about the history earlier on when player oh. lost the title. Ooh, okay. you remember? I don't think yeah. the NWA recognized it.
4: I don't think so either. I think I think you're right. Yes, I do recall that now. Yes. it said was one
5: that he lost, and I'm sorry, I'll get back to the magic. No, okay. but, but when Ric Flair was wrestling in Puerto Rico, there was a local big-time star.
4: Yeah, WWC, I think, down there, uh, before Abby the Butcher. It was sometime in 85 or 80, early 86, there I think was, it was. There yep. I
5: can't remember who the name was,
4: mm-hmm. but it was
5: so big, mm-hmm. that Ric Flair says, I'll drop the title here, Yep. and then he'll wrestle up here, and... We get the title because if you remember back in the era, mm-hmm. I don't care how big you were in one territory. If you were in the other and you won a title, it was a madhouse. hmm So
4: that, yeah, I I some I I gotta find out what year that was. I'm I'm gonna have to track that down after the show today, and I if I can find it, I'll post it to all of you guys. All right. Was it Chuck Weber? What's
5: it? I think the name was Chuck Weber, but I'm not. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think
4: so. To your right, yes, yes, yes. Like I said, I'll look into that, but uh, very good pick by everyone there for their second match, however, and that was uh, Chad's pick. We already heard from uh, Ralph on his first pick. We're now going to turn it to John with his uh, next pick, Howard. So uh, go ahead, John, you're up. All right.
3: All right. How about we do a little international flavor?
4: Fine with me. No problem. I don't think anyone would object to that. Go ahead.
3: Um. All right. going to be Finn Balor. Where's he from? Ireland. The Emerald Isle. Finn Bauer from Ireland, okay? And... Akimichinoku from Japan.
4: Ooh, okay. Well, Finn's had success in Japan, too, so this is a very interesting observation by you. Uh, the Battle of the Cootie Grace was the Minjinoku driver here. This is a very, very good pick here. Two uh, very interesting, unique guys here. Okay, give us your uh, winner.
3: Ben Balor.
4: All right, Chad's going with Taka. I'm going to take Baller, too. Uh, Ralph, who do you like? The former
5: WWF Light Heavyweight Champion. Taka
4: Majinoku, in indeed. He's going with Gerardo. Who do you like?
7: Ben Baller.
4: Ooh, okay. And Greg, who do you like?
7: Uh, uh Ben
5: Baller.
4: All right, very good. Okay, so... Well, good picks by one on that one. Okay, so alright, here's mine guys. This is gonna blow your mind next, however. Ricky Martel, however, the former AW world champion and member of Team Strike Force with Chico, Tito Santana, in a one on one match with the current WWE world champion. The uh man of the uh guy who is recovering right now from serious surgery or will be recovering soon from serious surgery, the let's just say the architect, Seth Rollins. And Chad is going Ricky Martell here early, however, and I'm going to take Seth Rollins here, surprisingly. As much as I don't want to take him, I want to take Seth Rollins. John, who do you like in this one?
3: Seth Rollins.
4: Greg?
6: i repeat the answer again.
4: Seth Rollins versus Rick Martell is your next match. we got two for Seth Rollins. I bought into it, unfortunately, as much as I didn't want to, and John's got Seth Rollins.
0: Uh Seth,
5: Seth
7: Rollins.
4: Alright, three. And Gerard, I know you're gonna take Rollins, so I don't need to ask, do I? <laughs> yes,
7: Rollins.
4: Yes, there you go. There you go. Uh, mine. And Ralph, yes, you're on the you're on the uh, clock there. Go ahead.
5: Okay, anybody that can match with Sandelary Hampton and Hansen to win the title, I'd have to say yes. with Martel.
4: Okay, you and Chad are the only two taking more Everyone else has got Rollins. Okay, very good, very good. All right, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of good picks here, guys. I think a lot of people have uh, made some very good picks here in our first round. How? And I believe we still have two more people to pick. How? I think uh, Gerard, you're next. If I'm not missing. Did you pick already, or did you uh, make a match yet?
7: Nope, I didn't. Please do
4: with your pick next.
7: All right, going to be Shane the. Franchise Douglas versus Prince Pretty.
4: Ooh, okay, very good here. From Pittsburgh, my hometown, the franchise who I've met versus Tyler Breeze, who the last few weeks is warming up to the WWE Raw roster, if you will, and I imagine will be in a match tonight there in the UK. we we'll the way and see. Uh, please give us your uh, pick on this one.
7: I'm going with the franchise.
4: All right, you're going to go with the franchise, and... Uh, And his uh, cohort Francine. I'm gonna take Francine and Shane as well. So is Chad Ralph. Who do you like, Shane Douglas versus Prince Pretty himself, Tyler Breeze?
5: I also met the franchise Shane Douglas.
4: Yes. You Uh, know,
1: mm
5: -hmm. and anybody that can toss down the NWA World Title in fashion like he did and pronounce the ECW World Title right. Very technical, Sam. We could take with anyone and then still had five-star matches on his own.
4: Yep. And he had some good matches with, we know, uh, Taz and Sabu. And yes. Pitbull, Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam. The Scorpio, even, if you recall that. So yes.
5: Um, did they, him and the dynamic dude, did they go up against the Red
4: Warriors? I think they did on a Clash, I want to say, or maybe it was yes. on a TBS Saturday Night back in the day, I think it was, if I remember correctly. I will say
5: Shane Douglas.
4: You're going to say Shane Douglas, too? Okay. And, uh, John, who do you like? Shane Douglas versus uh, Prince Pretty.
3: i have to go with Shane Douglas.
4: All right. And, Greg, who do you like? The franchise versus Prince Pretty. Uh, Shane
3: Douglas.
4: All right, so unanimous sweep, guys. So there you go, five for five again. So everyone's taking the franchise from Pittsburgh, Shane Douglas. All right, Greg, you're on the clock now. You're next with your uh, first-round pick.
6: Um, Undertaker versus
4: Kane. Ooh, okay. Taker versus Kane once again, ladies and gentlemen. The two going at it, however, very interesting. Please tell us who do you like.
5: Uh, I got to
3: say the Undertaker
4: in this one. All right, you're going to go take her. John, who do you got? You don't
3: need to ask me that question, J- JD, because I already got mine.
4: Please do. Go ahead. Tell us your answer.
3: Jane, you are my brother,
4: <laughs> but
3: you will
6: rest in.
4: Well, we know the rest of it, yes, and he will be on tonight, I'm sure. In more ways than one, and Chad's gonna go with the last right tombstone combo. Okay, very good there. Okay, so we got three for the taker. I'm taking Kane. I like Kane in this one, guys. I mean, Chad I does
3: do- the old the choke slam tombstone combo. I like the choke slam
4: tombstone combo. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm gonna go with. Chad's got the last right tombstone combo, so I'm gonna take the big red monster in this one, Gerard. Who do you like, Taker and Kane? One last time.
7: Undertaker.
4: Taker. And, Ralph, who do you like in this one?
7: Kane.
4: All right. You're going with Kane with me. Okay. Very good. Very good. Okay. All right. The next match, of course, uh, we just heard from uh, Greg. We're going to turn it now back over to Gerard. You're next. How are you? You got your second match in, so you're up now.
6: All right. We're going to go with... uh...
7: Blake and Murphy versus
4: Scott Hall and X Pac. Wow. Okay. Blake and Murphy versus X Pac. And who was your second guy? You said the bad guy? Yeah. All right. The bad guy, Scott Hall. Okay. You're up on this one. So please tell us who do you like? Scott Hall
7: and X Pac.
4: All right, however, and Chad says, in the words, says we always say, Jordan. holy you-know-what, let's just say. He likes this. Yeah, he likes it. He likes your pick here. I'm going to take X-Pac and Hall as well. I'm going to go with them as well. Uh, Ralph, who do you like? Blake and Murphy versus X-Pac and the bad guy.
6: X-Pac and hey,
4: yo. There you go, Hall and X-Pac, and, John, I think we know who you're taking. I don't need to ask, do I? Nope. All right, and, Greg, who do you like?
5: Um, i got to pick my boy, Scott Hall, and my other boy, X-Pac.
4: All right, again, very unanimous again, so there you go. Very good pick there, <laughs> Your Majesty. All right, next we're going to go to uh, John, who I believe has his next match ready to go. John, go right ahead
3: and after that I'll, I got some uh, break some uh first round matches revealed for the tournament on raw
4: okay on we'll raw. talk about that in just a second however so please uh, give us your match Heller and then we'll hear what those matches are tonight go ahead
3: all right let's do uh, a king match king Ooh, Bear versus king uh, Owen Hart
4: Wow, okay, Barrett versus Owen, this is good, How I thought you were going to go a little different on me this time, however, but I'm going to surprise you guys with what my pick is here shortly, this is a good one here, uh, John, go right ahead, who do you like, Barrett versus Owen?
3: Owen Hart, as All much right. as I'm... I'm going to Barrett, say, Owen.
4: Alright, I'm going to take Owen too, with the sharpshooter, Gerard, who do you like, Barrett versus Owen?
7: Owen Hart.
4: Ralph? Enough is enough. It's time
5: for a change. The Nugget himself, Owen
4: Hart. Yes, the Nugget, indeed. And, of course, let's hear, Greg, your thoughts. Who do you like, the Nugget or uh, King Barrett? Owen Hart. All right, very good. Again, unanimous. All right, John's got breaking news in the tournament, however, that is going on right now in the U.K. That will be aired later tonight on Raw. John, please give us the scoop on who's in the tournament and who will be competing tonight, please.
3: All right. It's going to be Roman Reigns taking on the Big Show. Mm Mm-hmm. Bizarro against Sheamus.
4: Well, that'll be a great match there. I'll be right back. Okay, no problem, Ralph.
3: Alberto Del Rio, the U.S. champion, takes on Sarda.
4: Mm, kind of an all-right match there. Continue. Kalisto
3: versus Ryback. Mm Mm-hmm. Titus O'Neil versus Kevin Owens.
4: Now, that's going to be a good one to watch. You've got two big strong bulls in that ring, 6'6", and 6'5", 270, and 280. However, that's that could really be a very entertaining match to watch there.
3: Oh, yeah. King Barrett versus Neville.
4: Another good one, as we would expect with those two. They've had a pretty good feud so far this year.
3: The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler.
4: Well, we've seen the history between those two. We know the history behind that.
3: And last but not least, the uh, Prince Printing will make his Raw debut, but guess what? Yes. He's taking on the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose.
4: Whoa. Talk about a blockbuster there, ladies and gentlemen. Dean Ambrose and Prince Pretty finally get in the ring after a few weeks. However, not being on Raw, however, in the ring, however. So it looks like we got a great tournament set up for the night's first round, however, there in Manchester at the Evening News Arena tonight. That is going to be very interesting. We will be keeping our eyes and ears peeled on that, however, as Raw right now is being taped as we speak right now. We do not know any of the results yet, however, because they are ahead of us, however, but we will know later on tonight what happens on Raw. Uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be here for another 20 minutes or so. The number is 1 444 7444 pound 138744. Of course, in the number one, you can talk to the big five this afternoon Gregory Kramer, the diesel from Philadelphia. I am your host, the Iceman, Jerry D. from Pittsburgh. John Gross, the human suplex machine from Virginia. Mr. Raslin, crazy man himself. Uh, Wicked Ralph Atkinson. I'm going to have to think of another R name for Ralph. You guys are going to have to help me with that. And, of course, the king himself, Gerard T. Smith, who on Saturday nights is with his queen, shall we say his beautiful sister, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the mayor of Suplex City, who we like to say hello to, along with the rest of our panel. Mr. Chad Hinshaw, Shia Marie Reckenbach, Jeff Teeters, the JML Experience. Of course, all of them doing very well. Of course, today, I'm sure, of course, Michelle, we are thinking of you on Raw Radio. We miss you on the show. Rhonda Rush Wright, we hope you're doing well, too, along with your family. I know... We haven't heard from you in a while. Of course, Mr. Hinshaw, Of course, our boss doing very well down there in Carolina. Of course, his Carolina Panthers. We got Chad
7: on his second match. Oh yes,
4: I'm going to get to that. Thank you, Gerard. Um. um, Uh. So we're going to get his second match right now. How I forgot about that. I'm going to ask him about that right. In fact, I just asked him that right now. So he's going to be up on that match. So let's ask him on that. And like I said, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, and Friday night, you can listen to Revolution, Wolfpack Radio on Thursday, of course, 138055 on Tuesday, Wednesday, and of course, 138521 on Thursday with Wolfpack. We're going to have a great show for you this week. We'll be talking more about the Survivor Series and the latest news and notes. Of course, Gerard will be at the desk with covering the news and notes on Wednesday and Friday, as you know, ladies and gentlemen. I will be be back. Oh, you won't be with us on Wednesday.
7: Yeah, I got uh, my wife's birthday, so... Well,
4: wait a minute. Well, we like to wish her a happy birthday ahead of events, Ladies and gentlemen, we got a surprise time. I mean, this is surprising just coming in, ladies and gentlemen. You'll never guess who's coming in right now, ladies and gentlemen. I think you're going to be all surprised. Let's bring her in right now. The mayor of Suplex City returning to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I'm talking about Brock Lesnar's girlfriend, if you will, Michelle Lynn Dodge. Michelle, welcome back to the Raw Radio Show. How are you today?
5: Hello, everybody. Hello,
4: George, your sister's back, and you can be, be very happy now. She's joining us for the first time in a while. How are you doing, Michelle? Doing all right. Well, we're glad you joined us today. We're doing some fantasy matchups today, and Chad has already actually picked a really good match, however, for fantasy uh, booking. We're going to get your pick here uh, on this match, Michelle. However, uh, Strike Force versus the Prime Time Players, believe it or not. Who do you like in this one?
6: Oh, um I would have to say the prime
4: time players. Alright, very good. Gerard, who do you mm-hmm. like in this one? Strike force versus prime time players.
5: Primetime
4: players. Right.
3: Hi, hi Gerard. Hey. Here's,
4: and uh John, uh let's hear your pick. Chad went with Strike Force on this one.
3: I'm going with the Primetime Player.
4: Alright. He's going prime time too. Uh, Greg, who do you like in this one?
3: Uh, Time, time, uh, time
5: players.
4: All right, Ralph. Strike force. I'm going to go prime time myself, however. So you and Chad are the only two going for Strike Force in this one. Okay. Uh, Before we get to the third round, and we're going to start it off this time with Michelle, if she can uh, stick around (laughs) with with, uh, the third round. We've talked a lot today, Michelle. We were talking about the Bret Hart-Sean Montreal debate. You can go back. Uh and definitely listen in on that, however, ladies and gentlemen. Uh but we want to get your thoughts, however, about this uh breaking news I broke in with earlier today about John Cena and the Undertaker maybe meeting at Mania thirty two. Do you think it'll happen? Will he be at WrestleMania thirty two? Do you think those two will fight each other at WrestleMania? Yes, John Cena and the Undertaker. No. I don't see it happening. Okay. And then we talked about uh, Seth Rollins and his injury, going to be out six to nine months, a big critical blow for the WWE, however. Uh, your thoughts about this one?
8: Uh, well, as we all know, the Facebook wrestling groups are blowing up over this. He's yeah. getting a lot of hate for this. Uh yes. getting a lot of hate in general. Um, very sad, unfortunate, nasty injury that he's going to be put out for a while, and we won't see him, but. Uh, I do feel bad for him, and I do wish him, you know, a very speedy recovery and come back. But, you know, unfortunately, they're making him give up the title, so.
4: hmm uh-huh. Definitely, definitely. And as we're going to see tonight, obviously on Raw, however, hopefully you have your TV back there, Michelle. They will be doing a very special tournament first-round matches tonight there in the United Kingdom. And we've already heard some of the matches that are going to be very, very exciting to watch there tonight in the U.K. without question. We also did the best and worst moments in Stargate history. We touched upon those. If you want to touch upon them real quickly, Michelle, give us your top five and least top five Starcade moments. And then we also got into a big discussion about the Montreal incident that happened happened 18 years ago today, so uh, you can pick whatever one of those three you want to start with. Uh, we would love to hear some uh, stories out of this from you. Well,
8: starcade that's kind of hard for me to do last minute, uh, so I'll have to skip that one, sorry. Okay.
4: Uh, do Would you be willing to discuss the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Montreal story?
8: Uh, I vaguely remember that story, to be honest with you. No um, yeah i, I vaguely remember that. Sorry. It's been a long day. so
4: I understand. No problem. No problem. We know you've got a lot on your plate and you can go back and listen to all of our thoughts on that and I think you're going to like what we all had to say in debating that. Uh, but we're glad you're here with us today and it's been a while since we've heard from you. So we are definitely here. The brother and sister combo of Attitude Radio on Saturday night this week. Of course, we'll be talking about NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, I'm sure. They'll also preview Survivor Series of course coming up, which is two weeks from this Sunday in Atlanta. I'm sure this Saturday night, 13892 and you can call them at 9 p.m. till after 11, of course, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. She, of course, is the mayor of Suplex City, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the girlfriend of Brock Lesnar, if you will. And, of course, Paul Heyman is with her right now, her uh, main manager, Mr. Gerard T. Smith. Of course, we've got Mr. Russland, Ralph Atkinson on the line, the Diesel Gregory Kramer, and, of course, John, the human suplex machine goes from Virginia here this afternoon. So very glad to hear all of us on. However, we started out with three. We've gone to five, and now we're up to six. So it is now the terrific six, shall we say, if you will, here in more ways than five. one. Of the, 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 yeah, it started at the three, went to the fab five, and then went to went from three to five, and we're now we 're up to six with the terrific sixth member being our queen diva back on the air for the first time in a while we 're glad that she is glad to be with us here this afternoon here towards the end of raw radio and we 're going to actually we 're going to go over time I think today because I feel like and we 've been doing that a lot lately michelle so since you 're on with us today we 're going to go a little bit overtime. Into the show today. I mean, we still got about ten minutes left, but I'm going to push it past ten minutes, Howard, since you're here with us, and depending on how long you can stay with us. So we're going to put you now on the clock with the fantasy matchup. You're on right, on the clock with that. So please give us your fantasy wow. matchup.
8: Uh, let's see. <clears throat> That's a good question. Um, let's see. Uh, Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. We'll do him versus. <laughs> uh, for Gerard's sake since he is my brother from another Scott Hall
4: alright very good Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall very good pick here Michelle alright uh, give us your uh, thoughts who do you like me Scott Hall alright Gerard uh, I know you're going to take Scott Hall too right Of <laughs> course. <laughs> 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 all right, and now we're going to talk, uh, we're going to ask Ralph, who do you like in this one now, Ralph?
5: First of all, what was that book you were talking when we were talking about Chris Law earlier? What was the name of the book?
4: The book was called Ring of Hell by Matthew Randozo, R-A-N-D-A-Z-Z-O, The Fifth. Okay. Brilliant.
5: I'm going to check at the bookstore.
4: Yeah, that's here. a good that's book to check. Michelle, like I said, you'll have to go back later, maybe sometime this week and listen to the show again if you have time. We definitely had a very graphic conversation about this with uh, Chris Benoit, believe it or not. And I believe we got another surprise, ladies and gentlemen. He is now back with us, ladies and gentlemen. We're up to 7 now. Boy, 7-7. Seven Heaven, as they say, yes, and we know who it is. It is Elvis himself, Mr. Chad Hinshaw, joining us from Panther Country down there in the Tar Heel State, if you will. Chad, good to have you on with us, as we have Michelle back with us. We also have Greg, John, Ralph, and, of course, yours truly, me. So, uh, the uh, stage welcome
2: back, sir. Sorry. Uh, yeah no pretty problem, uh... First of all, man, I, I can never fool you anymore, can I? No, you can't. <laughs> the last two or
4: three weeks you've been trying Jeez, to.
2: Jeez, man. You know, the last two or three weeks, Michelle, he's been
4: trying to get us, and he had me for a while while you had some time off, Howard, but the last few weeks now I'm starting to get finally warmed up, if you will, Howard, and I finally uh, have uh, not actually bought into Let's just say hey, m-
2: more ways than one. Hey, Michelle, all i got to say is that the more this boy's been with us, the more he's rubbed off, off of he's, he's rubbed off of off of us, my goodness, man, gee,
1: <laughs> wow,
2: also I got wow, unbelievable uh, I just wanted to jump on for just one quick second. I don't mean to interrupt what, what everyone's doing nope. um i I was uh I wanted to pre I appreciate you uh being on the chat there for a few minutes, hmm. but I wanted to mention one quick special thing that actually I' have fixed up over the weekend that we are going to do on revolution and Wolfpack. I wanted to mention this. Everyone's going to love it. Everyone's going to get uh, Michelle, if you get an opportunity to come on the show this week, my dear, you're going to love this too. You're going to love this too. And I really have to thank several videos talking about WWE 2K16 uh, for the inspiration. As a matter of fact, that's what I am calling this. I am calling this the WWE 2K16 Fantasy Stable Pay-Per-View. Oh. was And what, and what this, let me explain, let me explain what I did here. I have put together, majority of these matches are six-man tags. Majority of them are. Ooh, okay. Yes, yes. And they are putting together, like we always do, legends and current superstars. Some that have passed on, some that are still living, and current superstars who are, of course, wrestling now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Also, I have several, um, there's also several, let me see what I have here, yes, Um, I have several variations of wrestlers as well, Uh, uh, maybe one or two different variations of wrestlers that you might be able to find on the WWE 2K16 game that might be competing with each other or against each other, Uh so kind of think think about it in that respect, too, that might kind of help decide who do you think would win each of the matches. So, also, there's some Divas matches involved with this. I put together, like, th- several videos of videos of one of which uh, was, like, ten superstars that was left out of WWE 2K16. I included that in there. Uh, video talking about, like, some of the plans involved with WWE 2K16. I even added that on to some of the re- some wrestlers that were mentioned. I put that into it. I combined them all. I went nuts on these guys, and I have got a ton of them. So what we're going to do here is, depending upon how long this takes, this may take all four shows, yes. all three Revolutions and Wolfpack. So what we're going to do here is, starting tomorrow night, after mm-hmm. we do our news, birthdays, history, and our Wrestling Revisited segment, we are going to start this. Yes. We are going to start, it's called, like I said, the WWE 2K16 Fantasy stable pay per view, like I said, going we'll to start tomorrow night, like I said at nine. Uh, Revolution one three eight zero five five pound, and possibly it may bleed into Wolfpack, and may bleed into the Friday edition Revolution, depending on how long it takes. There, I've got two two papers written down with all this stuff. I, I took all weekend long to write all this stuff down. <laughs>
1: so,
2: <laughs> there you go. So, so yeah, so you're going, yeah, everyone's going to be kind of blown away. With all that I have put together. So instead of doing our own, which let me tell you something, I love doing our, our own matches. We have a bunch of great ones here today. Don't get me wrong. And I'm sure everybody's got a bunch of them that they just follow. I'm giving a opp- chance an opportunity for everyone to uh, uh, rest their minds on thinking of ones of their own for the time being. And, allow me and know that, as they used to say, take the load off, put the load right on me. And yes. I have taken I, I, And I have done that. So I invite everyone here. And also invite all of our listeners and fans to, uh, to starting tomorrow night. WWE 2K16 uh, fans stable pay per view starting tomorrow night, and like I said, it could it could go into uh, Wednesday's edition of Revolution. It's not that those two shows have already been planned. I've already fixed them. Uh, also, like I said it could go into Thursday's uh, Wolfpack, and it could go into Friday's Revolution. I don't know. Uh, depending on how much we just we all want to talk about this, hey, anything can and possibly will. So, happen so i just wanted to throw that, out, throw that out there um by the way jd i wanted to uh i appreciate like i said uh put my my personal opinion uh ralph by the way but great great story by the way about benoit i wanted to throw that out there
8: yes uh yeah. damn it i missed it yeah, you'll yes. have
4: to go back and listen, Michelle. It's it's a little, I I said to everyone ahead of time, it's a little graphic, but it's very detailed, and you'll have to listen, and it's a very interesting story. We all kind of got a little chilled on this story, I know, when we heard it. I mean, we've been waiting a couple weeks for this, and another thing I want to point out, too, sorry, Chad, is up on top heel right now that Gerard and uh, John actually thought of this, too. We have the Fantasy Stable pay-per-view of the Ministry of Darkness, and the first match is already up right now, ladies and gentlemen, and the first match is been listed it is midian taking on the following people mankind sabu dude Love, cactus jack abyss mortis glacier taz virgil and the boogeyman so right now we have two votes apiece greg and uh john voted for mankind myself and gerard took sabu michelle you're still up on the voting panel anyone else is open please vote vote early vote often we're gonna have some more matches i'm sure as the week goes along
2: Yes, absolutely, and that's still that's still going to go on as well. But like i like said, This just came to light as well. This this came to light and all a fresh source, if if you will, of some great fantasy matchups. And I said, no, I had to go ahead and do this now. So while I was thinking on it, I had to go ahead and take care of this. So I said, you know what? Why not give it a shot, uh, Michelle? Let me go ahead and reiterate one thing. What we were talking, what we were talking about earlier about the story about Benoit. I re- reiterate, my dear, about what you said earlier. About uh, a while back, about this, about pretty much saying, you know, pretty much let let, the, let 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 Benoit and his wife and son pretty much rest in peace.
1: Yeah. If
2: you want, think about the man. Think about his his accomplishments in the ring. Don't think about what the man. Do we all know what the man did? You keep dragging that in the mud too many times. I mean, I mean, he's already got a black eye. I mean. I mean, his reputation is is already tarnished. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, we're I mean, already, I mean, people, I mean, life, it's up to the wrestling fans now if they want to try to restore some, some some sort of dignity that this man has, and a lot of people do believe that he does
1: uh-huh. because
2: I mean, because like I said, people are always live forever. And, and no disrespect to anyone here, everyone's got their own thoughts and opinions on, and that's all fine and dandy. That's mm-hmm. and that's great. That's great. I mean, Gregory, I heard yours. Ralph, I heard yours. John, I heard yours. JD, I heard yours. Gerard, mm-hmm. I heard yours. Uh, it's, it's 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 just it's just like this. Everybody everybody is forever going to be divided over this, and this thing happened nine years ago, and it's going to forever be talked about. But everybody is going to ever be divided about how they feel about what this happened, and that's never going to change. Right. And we were, no matter how many times you think about it, it's uh-huh. never going to change. Exactly. So, I, mean, I have my own thoughts. Everybody else has their own thoughts. Yep. But Michelle put it best a while back. She said, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, like the situation going on with Hogan and, of course, Snook and all that, let the guys get the chance. Let the, get, 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 Michelle, you know what I'm ta- saying here. Well,
8: you know actually, ta- it, was, it was Gerard that started that saying lie yes. lying dog sleeps, and and I agree with him hundred percent and right. I am sorry that I missed the discussion of Benoit because I do have a lot to say on that situation. Uh, um I did miss it but
4: that's okay yeah. Michelle. I mean I mean that maybe I mean, Ralph, I mean if you go back and listen to it maybe sometime this week and then maybe next week, however, for just a couple minutes if you can get on if you have time. We would love to hear your a uh, rebuttal to this. I think it would be very interesting to hear. Uh, let me ask Chad this, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, Michelle. Uh, we were talking, Chad, earlier about the Bret Hart-HBK-Montreal discussion 18 years ago today, if you can believe that. I mean, it's crazy that we're talking about still 18 years now. How? What was your thoughts before the match, during and after the matchup that you remember about that night? So
2: you're talking about the the match that, okay, the, the yeah, actual the Montreal the, incident. After, yeah, the match incident. Well, <sighs> To me, to some degree, it may have been a pre planned thing uh, uh if it was i mean who who knows if it was uh, uh my personal opinion i think it i mean it, it, i think it was but and uh, uh um, uh of course all the talk all all the thought uh, you know, I mean of course during the match, of course you can't really say that much except just to watch the match. Um uh, afterwards, uh of course I think more action I think happened afterwards than really during the match, in my personal opinion. Um especially uh when Earl Hebner um uh, by order of his man rang the bell uh, even after Bret Hart even Bret Hart was not given up. Uh-huh. Uh um, and of course Shawn Michaels delivered a sharpshooter on Bret Hart. Uh and then of course later on we saw of course Bret Hart, you know, with the finger thing doing the WCW. Uh yeah, so uh my my personal my personal take on that is that I'm, I'm sure there was I'm sure that that on two fronts here, I'm sure that Vince McMahon, Earl Hebner, and Shawn Michaels had something pre planned as to what that was. I'm not sure I cannot say to this day, but I'm sure even also to this day that Bret Hart had something pre-planned, and that was, of course, obviously he was planning on moving on and going to WCW.
4: Right. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting observation there. All right. Well, since it's 5 o'clock, we're going to go a little bit 10 or 15 minutes over the time today because I feel like it, and since we got a great seven-man, uh, terrific seven, if you will, however, we're going to keep this going a little longer, however, if everyone wants to stick around
2: for a little overtime. If JD, you will. J.D.? Yes.
4: If I if I may,
2: I'll have to probably get off here. Um okay. and I need to, I wanna go ahead. Yeah, that's it. I just want to jump on and mention about the about the special fantasy table pay per view tomorrow night. <clears throat> but I wanted to I want just to let everyone know once again, like I said, be sure to join us, like I said, tomorrow night. Revolution nine to eleven PM, one three eight zero five five pound. Uh of course Wolfpack one three eight five two one pound, uh Thursday night, of course revolution also uh Wednesday and Friday night as well. uh, <clears throat> uh of course, uh uh, uh of course uh tomorrow night and uh and and say correct me if i am yeah th- okay uh tomorrow night and Thursday night jd will be of course posting the news and uh john will be bringing some uh history and birthdays uh Gerard will be bringing it to us uh Wednesday and Friday
4: actually Gerard uh, will not be with us on Wednesday because Wednesday. we like this in That's a special right. yes his wife's birthday from all of us here radio Gerard, happy birthday to
2: her he's yes, going to be busy then. Gerard, yeah. you told me that. But Gerard, you told me that, man. I don't know why. I even forgot about that. Yeah. So JD, you got uh, you got you got it three times here this week, Bud. Yes. Uh, okay. So you got Tuesday, Wednesday, and um, and uh, Thursday, and yep. uh, Gerard, uh, you got it uh, uh, Friday. So, uh, so.
8: And you may just hear the widow's web tomorrow night. You never know. Hey!
4: Yeah, we, we, we have missed the Widow's Web. I think a lot of people are looking forward to hearing back from the Widow's Web. It's been far too long since we've heard it, but we are looking forward to it with great
2: anticipation. <laughs> Sweet. Well, um, Michelle, like I said, okay. always, good good to hear from you again there. I'm um, getting also good talk to you. And we were talking about, too, earlier in, during, earlier in the weekend, uh, you don't know how much you're missed here, sweetheart.
4: Indeed. You yeah, you we're all, we're all agreeing to, to that,
2: no doubt about you it. do not know. How much you are missed. So yes, that's that's coming from me. I mean, everyone shares the same sentiment.
1: Mm-hmm. But me
2: saying that, I'm sure pretty much everyone gets under the same umbrella. Yep. So I'm just simply saying that. I just want to throw that out, throw that out there. But uh, that's why I gotta run here. But guys, thank you very much for letting me uh, drop that on there. Pretty good. I enjoyed the, uh, the the good discussion here and also the fancy matchups and the starcade moments. Great, by the way, JD. Excellent Thank you. Job there, absolutely. And guys, I will talk to you uh, tomorrow night on uh, on uh, Revolution. And Michelle, I will post raw uh, tonight's raw radio on the radio archives page if you want to catch it here a little bit later. Okay. okay. All right. All right, y'all. Take care. All right, Ted. See you. take care.
4: All right. That was Chad Hinshaw, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. W C W joined us for a few moments. And as we said, ladies and gentlemen, we got a great uh two K sixteen fantasy thing coming up tomorrow. However, that's gonna be very interesting. And Michelle, like you said, I think all of us agree here. We have missed you and we're definitely looking forward to hopefully having you back uh every now and again, but more often, however, when you have time. And the Widows Web definitely is gonna be a very spinny, very controversial, very uh, pipe-bomb-y type uh, segment, I'm sure, tomorrow or whatever, (laughs) later on this week, because we have missed hearing from the Widow's Web, and I know the last few weeks, however, it has been sorely missed from all of us here at the show, not just the Raw Radio, but the other shows, Attitude, Revolution, and Wolfpack as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, since we're going overtime, we're at five after five now, and usually we're done by this time, but like I said, we've been going overtime the last few weeks, I feel like it. We're going to do it again today, however, because we're getting just used to doing overtime, Howard. So with that said, Howard, we're now going to do round three, however, with everyone's fantasy matchups, ups I know Michelle just uh, got on with her first pick, however, I think... You know, she, have you done a pick yet, Michelle? Or this is going to be your first pick of the round?
8: Uh, I, I did mine, but everybody else didn't finish their choices.
4: Okay, so... Uh, Guys, uh, Michelle had her pick, Scott Hall versus Shawn Michaels. So, uh, like I said, I went with uh, Scott Hall as well. So, everyone else, please uh, make your decision now, Scott Hall versus HBK. Uh, I know Gerard went with Scott Hall. I think, Ralph, you went with Scott Hall too, and I think, John, you went with Scott Hall too, didn't you? Uh, Yeah. Greg, you went with Scott Hall or Shawn Michaels in this one? Scott Hall. Okay, so it's unanimous. Okay. All right, so there you have it. All right, very good pick there, Michelle, for round three, how in your first round of the day. And like I said, I think we're going to go a couple more rounds, too. Like I said, we're only in round three, so we're going to go two more rounds, and then we're going to wrap it up here on the show today. Uh, We're going to now go next, since Michelle made the first pick in round three, to Greg, you're next, Howard, for uh, your pick for round three. Who do you uh, pick in your fantasy matchup? Uh, It's going to
5: be Scott Hogan versus Kevin Nash.
4: Oh, oh, yikes, Michelle. There you God. go. The brother and sister duo fighting on this one, I'm sure. However, I knew we been waiting to hear Michelle say this. No, no, no
8: no, this. no, no, no. Gerard and I don't fight when it comes to the NWO. We just don't want them against each other.
4: Well, unfortunately, Greg made that decision, Michelle, as much as it pains all of us, however. Uh, I love it. I know, and over the last few weeks, if you go back to listen to the other shows like Revolution, we've had some good ones. However, when Gerard's been on a few times, I've been on the show with Chad. Uh, Rhonda came on a few times, however, and there were some surprises and the fantasy matches we picked there too. So you're going to have to really catch I'm up. A phone
3: call.
4: What's that? I'm getting a
3: phone call. Hold All right,
4: on. Uh, John, go ahead, take that call real quick, and we'll uh, we'll be back with you in a second. Oh, uh, okay.
3: Can I say something?
4: Yes, please do, Michelle, by all means.
8: So, Gregory, I know Gregory, right? Have I met Gregory before? Yeah,
4: he's. You've been the few times oh, okay. you've been on, yeah, you've met him before. He does pro wrestling reviews, however, <laughs> and the Scott Cahill Hall Facebook page, among other Facebook wrestling pages. Yes, you have. So
8: he's getting his first taste of the Black Widow, huh?
4: Yes, he is, in a way, today, mm-hmm. shall we say? Yes, he is, unfortunately. Yes, he is, however... And it could have come at a better oh. time. A few <laughs> weeks ago for Halloween, it would have been appropriate, too, believe me, because there were some good ones we had on <laughs> Halloween, believe me. I mean, Halloween, you, like Chad said, if you go back to listen to some of the archives of the Raw show, when we did the best and worst of Halloween, Havoc, and last week's Survivor Series, we've had some doozies, shall we say, the last few weeks. I mean, we're only in episode right. 16, like I said, but we've had some really good ones the last two weeks, shall we say. <laughs>
8: Gerard?
4: You're hey, mad? Yeah. He's here. Go ahead.
8: Remember, now. You know this match. I don't like, so <laughs> I'm sorry. You know I love you. You're my brother from another. But it's hard to pick.
4: Yes, I was gonna say. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I mean, we're gonna ask. Well, Greg's gonna pick first. Then we're gonna make George. Then you're going third, Michelle. So that's the way I'm gonna okay. pick the overtime. So I'm gonna make it only that's fair. Fine. Uh, Greg, go ahead. You pick this one, Hall and Nash, against each other. Who do you like?
8: Yes, please, Greg. I want to hear this. Uh, I'm a Scott
4: Hall guy all the way. It's going to be Scott Hall. There you go, Scott Hall. Okay. And Gerard, you're up.
7: Hey, yo, Scott Hall.
4: Two two for Scott Hall, and now, Michelle, you're on the clock.
7: What?
8: Is Kevin Nash wearing leather pants? <laughs> Greg, yes. can we can
4: confirm that. Yeah, it, it's official. So yes, Greg said yes, he is. Yeah, I don't. I don't Damn it. it!
8: Um, I have to say Nash.
4: Sorry. All
8: right. I love Scott Hall, but I'd say Nash.
4: All right, and Ralph, you're off. Hall and Nash. First thing first,
5: I might be on a different radio show tomorrow night,
4: mm-hmm. depending if it's on. Yes.
5: And then, I, I'm a dream man of tonight. Uh-huh. Scott Hall's gonna make Kevin Nash terrorist quads again, so I'll say Scott Hall.
4: Ooh. You're saying that there Michelle. <laughs> you heard it from uh Ralph uh... Uh, Ralph right. doesn't know me very well either. Well, in time he will. In time he Uh-oh. will. Believe me. She don't know me that well. You guys will know each other pretty well in time, however, because Michelle's our queen diva and the mayor of the Suplex yes. City, if you will. There, Ralph, believe me. And uh, Ralph is Trusty, our. I like to hire
5: people up.
4: Yes, and there's been a few times I've hired her up too this year, and Michelle knows exactly what I'm talking about, and I've touched upon it a few times, however, shall we say, however, especially back at SummerSlam, shall we say, I did, or was it SummerSlam or Night Champions, I think I did, I think no, it was Night Champions, by the well, way. Yeah, I don't it know. could have been both. I don't know. It could have been both. I can't remember. It's been so long. Uh, but, uh, oh. like I said, oh. at one point, all of us, however, have uh, taken a bet with Michelle and we've either won or, with against her or lost against her. But I know uh, at the moment I'm two for two against her in picking at the moment, shall we say, because we uh, yeah, have yeah, not had yeah. so about that. But this, don't forget, up. Survivor Series is next week, though, guys. I mean, we're going to have our I'm sure some more matches announced in the next week or so. What's going to happen down at Survivor Series, especially the way things have gone this last week? Now that Seth Rollins is out of action for a while, and Michelle's other uh, boyfriend, if you will, Randy Keith Orton, if you will, is going to be out four to six months with a bad shoulder, and hopefully yeah, I he don't is. Want to to talk be about it. Of, yep, <laughs> bad bad luck there. No pun intended. Okay. All right, I think John's back with us again. John, are you with us again? Yes, I am. Okay. I I, I just right.
5: got a quick question on match.
4: Yeah, hold on. uh, uh, Okay, with Kevin Okay. Yeah, please do. I'll
5: have him go first. No, go ahead. No, please ask. With Kevin Nance, is he wearing green with a beard?
4: Is he doing the Oz gimmick here? Possibly (laughs) with a lot of pants too there, Greg.
5: I'm just picking on her.
4: I know. Can we confirm that, Greg? Uh, yes. So we got the leather pants and the Oz gimmick in one. Hmm, there you go. <laughs> Green leather pants. Green leather pants. There you go, Michelle. Mm-hmm. The Oz gimmick and uh, leather pants all in one. So there you go. You're set. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now we're going to go to you, Sean, since we got got uh, what uh, Nash's uh, garb to the ring will be wearing. Or shall we say, you're up, all <laughs> and Nash, fighting each other.
3: I'd have to go with uh, Kevin Nash.
4: He's going with you, Michelle, Kevin Nash, and all. And you know what? Oh,
8: John, did you just gain points back with me? I
4: think he has. It's been a while since he gained points with you, Michelle. I'm going to lose points with you both here, because I'm going to go side with my friends of Scott Hall. The Scott Hall Nation will rise up, if you will, on this. There's no
8: wrong choice in
5: this. There's no
4: wrong choice. You're right, Michelle. You're right. You're right. And Scott
5: Hall's got the mustache,
4: by the way. Yes, the Tom Selleck stash, if you will, (laughs) from 1985. Yes. The Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck look, if you will, before the toothpicks were in play. Okay. Uh... Very good pick there, Greg. Very good pick. We've got two good ones here already, and we still got three more to make everyone's decision before we go into the fourth round. So next we're going to turn it over to Gerard with his uh, third round pick. So please Ooh, go ahead. Oh, I like
8: Gerard's picks.
4: Yes.
6: Um, let me see. Uh... All right, we'll do a six. <clears throat>
7: Six men we'll put Scott Hall and Kevin Ash together this time with d d p against
6: uh, new day,
4: oh okay. <laughs> There you go, the New Day. Damn,
8: I thought he was going to say Evolution there for a minute.
4: You know, I was thinking that too at first, though, but he he called an audible and uh, changed the play at the line of scrimmage, if you will, no pun intended. So there you go. The New Day versus Hall Nash and DDP. All right, uh, Gerard, you made this one, so please give us your answer. It's
6: Team
7: DDP, Scott all Kevin Nash.
4: All right, very good, very good. All right, with that said, okay, let's now ask Michelle. <laughs> I agree with Gerard. Okay, I'm gonna agree with you both. Uh, Ralph, who do you like?
8: First and foremost, I think
5: with that, she yes. would need a trough and a bunch of bibs.
4: Mm. Because the leather
5: pants are gonna win.
4: Yes. Okay, very good, and John, who do you like in this one?
3: You don't need to tell me. I think I'm going to go
4: call National DDP. All right. Again, very good pick. And uh, Greg, I'm I gonna think. I'm going
3: to take my shower, guys, okay?
4: What's that? I'm going to
3: take my shower.
4: Well, if you have to go, just uh, we'll talk to you later. How about that?
3: No. I'll
5: be right back. I got
4: a quick
5: call, and
3: then I'll be right back. Okay. So, over there. Oh,
4: the that... on. oh. Are you
3: sure? Now, so if you hear the shower, that's me.
4: Okay. Please bear with him folks. So we got two guys around. Oh my God. <laughs> we, uh,
1: really?
4: we are We're starting in uncharted territory here as we continue on here oh, in the late after Jesus. in the early evening hours if you will. So Ralph will be back. John will be back. He's got some uh obligations for Phil, shall we say. And you know what? We're going to ask Greg his thoughts on this <laughs> uh match, shall we say, between Team DDP, Hall Nash and Page versus The New Day.
5: Ooh. Uh, I gotta say, my boys, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall, and Diamond
4: Dallas, Page. All right, there you go. I'm back. Okay, Ralph's back. Okay, good. Uh, John is indisposed <laughs> at the moment. He'll be back, hopefully, before <laughs> too long, shall we say, to use the term loosely, let's just say. Jesus,
8: he can put his phone on freaking mute. Yeah,
4: exactly. He could do that, though, however... You know, All right, uh, I'm going to go next, and you know what? This is going to be a good match here, I think, how in a lot of ways, how I'm going to take, uh, you know what, a tag match here. It is going to be the team of Raven and Sandman versus the team of Dean Ambrose and Brian Pillman, if you will. <laughs> Hardcore rules we're talking here, guys. Four-way. I'm going to take the team of Ambrose and Pillman in this one. Ralph, who do you like? Huge, huge, huge Pillman fan. Yes.
5: Don't get me wrong. Right. But being hardcore, you have to go with Sandman and Raven.
4: Yes. Very good. Very good pick there. Uh, the Raven, never more. Yes. And uh, Gerard, who do you like in this one?
7: Sandman and Raven.
4: Michelle? I don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yes. <laughs> damn it um
8: oh shit I don't know I, can I say draw <laughs> yeah. I really don't
4: know yeah that's fine we can take a draw no problem we'll accept the draw and uh I don't know if John's with us John
8: Emerson
4: Tillman. oh uh, my god John take your damn shower <laughs> there's your answer he just gave us an answer and uh Greg
5: you're up. Wow, this is
3: a good match. Yes. Uh, i I got to say uh
4: Sam and Raven. Okay, there you have it folks. All right, one last time we're going to go in the circle however and call it a day here. But we want to give out the number, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. 444 7444 episode 16, of course. We are winding down here. Of course, uh, we got the big seven combo of Gerard T. Smith, Michelle Lindodd's returning, the mayor at a suplexity, Mr. Rasson, Ralph Atkinson, John Gross, the human suplex machine, and, of course, the diesel power himself from Philadelphia, Mr. Gregory Kramer. And, of course, we had Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw join us today. We want to thank him for calling. And, of course, I am your host of the hour, the Iceman, Jared DiDromo. Uh, we've heard some pretty good matches tonight, however, for the tournament, however. So before we get to our, our final uh, matches of the day on Raw, however, let's just say we're going to get everyone's prediction in Raw rating tonight, however. and then we're going to do one last round of fancy matchups and call it a day. Let's just say... So with that said, let's turn it over to Michelle. What do you think the Raw rating will be tonight, Michelle? What is going to be our main event, do you think, in the U.K.?
8: God, I hope the ratings are going to be better. I'm going to say 3-1, and main event, I hope it's some sort of six-man tag. I don't really know who, but a six-man tag.
4: All right. Very Mm -hmm. interesting, very interesting. Uh, With that said, our guest date is... uh, saying hello to all of us, and he's talking about uh, the NFL football and ripping on the Dallas Cryboys who got beat up by Gregory's Eagles last night. I think they're done and finished. he says. I think that's pretty much assessed right now. Even though they played a pretty good game last night, they came up a little short in overtime, no pun intended. Uh, Ralph, you heard all the tournament matches from what John said, however, if you will. Uh, Give us your uh, main event uh, prediction tonight and what the rating will be in the U.K.
5: I didn't all I'm sure it's gonna be a tournament match. I didn't hear them all, so I can't say. Okay. Rating
7: wise
4: two point two. Oh, they're gonna go down again. Okay, very interesting. Gerard, what do you think?
7: Uh should come up from last week I hope. And uh maybe the Roman big show match. that
4: okay. would be the main event. Very interesting. All right, I'm going to go main event will be Dean Ambrose and Tyler Breeze and I'm going to say 2.5 they go up to this week. Greg, what do you think? Greg. Uh
6: yes.
4: Your uh, raw rating and main event prediction.
5: Um I hope raw is really good tonight and um the main event um that's kind of anonymous.
4: Yeah. All right. And, John, I think you have your raw rating in uh, main event prediction mm-hmm. already? Yes,
3: indeed I do. Yeah. Please tell us. Uh, I think the main event will be Roman Reigns versus Big Show. Yes. Okay, go 2.8 for raw.
4: So you're going up to 2.8 this week. Okay, very interesting. Today the Monday night game will be... The Chicago Bears, the Monsters of the Midway, and Jay Cutler traveling out to San Diego or San Diego, Ron Burgundy's hometown, and taking on Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates, and the Lightning Bolts of San Diego. All right, we're going to do one more round of fantasy matchups before we call it a day, and John's got some <laughs> great music to close us out with today. However, with that said, let's go to uh, Gerard with his final fantasy matchup of the day. Please tell us your uh, final fantasy matchup today.
7: Well, the guy that just signed the Legends contract The
4: Boogeyman versus Bray Wyatt. Wow. Oh, man, wow. This is good. This is too good, however. Okay, who do you like?
7: Follow the Buzzard.
4: He's going to go with Bray. Ralph, who do you like? I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm going to get you. He's going to go with Boogeyman. Michelle. Okay, that's scary. Um, I'm (laughs) going to go with Bray Wyatt. We're going to go with Bray Wyatt, so that's scary. I thought, oh, yes, that would scare you even more, Michelle, because we've done that the last few weeks, too. All right, and uh, John, who do you like, Boogeyman Bray Wyatt?
3: Bray Wyatt.
4: Bray, okay. And, uh, Greg, who do you like? Ah, uh, the Boogeyman. Okay. Very good last pick there, Gerard. Uh, I guess we're going to turn it over now next to uh, Greg with his next pick. Uh, Greg, who's your last fancy pick of the day?
5: Um Macho Man, Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. versus
4: Hogan. Again, Hogan and Savage give new just they never get tired of fighting each other. Okay, this is very good. Uh who do you like?
5: Uh I gotta say
4: Macho Man in this one. Alright, Michelle. Macho Man. I'm gonna take Macho too. Ralph? Oh yeah, too
5: sweet
7: to be sour. Randy
5: Savage. <laughs> Very nice.
4: Very nice. And Gerard, who do you like?
7: Randy Savage.
4: We all go with Savage. Okay, a good one there, Greg, to close out your fantasy stable today. All right, uh, who has not picked yet? We've gotten two in. Me. Right. me, me, All right, Michelle, we're going to go to you next. however. three. So you're up. Mm-hmm. I think it's... Okay. I'm going to do...
8: Mm. Let's see. Uh, Brock, let do a tag team. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley uh-huh. versus the Steiner brothers.
4: Wow, powerful team here with four good guys. Michelle, I like your style here. Okay, uh, who do you like?
8: Well, we all know I'm a huge Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley fan, so that's my choice.
4: Yep, good pick. You know, I just saw Bobby Lashley. I mentioned, I think, one of the shows last week, one night. I think it was on Friday. It was on Friday. My dad was watching Bellator MMA, and he was in the ring. I'll tell you what, though. He's chiseled down a little bit. He looks a little tougher than he used to be in the WWE. So you're going to hate me when I get my pick next, however, with Lesnar, because I'm going to surprise you all with my pick. Uh, Gerard, who do you like in this tag team?
6: Brock and Bobby.
4: All right. Gerard? i not Gerard. Sorry, Ralph, your pick.
5: The standard recliner and <laughs> the dogface gremlin.
4: There you the go. Steiner. Okay. And John, who do you like? Who was who? The Steiner Brothers versus Brock and Lashley.
3: Brock and Lashley.
4: Alright, and Greg, who do you like?
3: Uh Brock Lesnar versus uh Brock
5: Lesnar and Bobby Lashley.
4: Okay, very good picks there, guys. All right, I'm gonna go next. This one's gonna, Michelle. You're gonna really hate me on this one, though. I'm gonna pick Brock <laughs> Lesnar versus Superstar Billy Graham, folks. The Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour, the Lays' pet, and the one that the men regret, if you will. I'm taking Superstar Billy Graham in this one with the Grand Wizard. Sorry, Paul Heyman. Sorry, Brock Lesnar. Not enough for the superstar to, uh, for you to overcome the superstar. The superstar will be a triumphant victor. Gerard, who do you like in this one?
7: Brock Lesnar.
4: Michelle, I think you're going to take Lesnar again, I'm sure, right? Of course. Thing, Okay, Ralph? Well, <clears throat> the superstar. He's joining me in the superstar circle. There you go. Okay, Greg, who do you like? Ah, uh, Billy Graham in this one. All right, and John? <laughs> John. What? Brock Lesnar versus the <laughs> superstar. Who do you like? Brock
3: Lesnar.
4: Okay. All right. Who's the only one who has not made a match yet?
3: I made the last two.
4: What's that? You, you've I haven't the last, last two, two rounds. Okay. okay. Let's get a round of Yes, please, Michelle. Okay.
8: I hate to run. I'm sorry. Yeah. But my son has wrestling practice, and it's pouring down rain, so I want to leave a little bit early. I hate to cut it short, but I will definitely try to see y'all tomorrow night. All right, Michelle, you know,
4: really, thanks for joining us. Say, hey, tell the champ we all said hi from all of us at Raw Radio, and Chad was us, I'm sure, he'll be saying the same thing. So tell us all of us here at Raw Radio. We are thinking about him, and we hope to hear from him soon. We're glad you came back on, at least for a little bit of time, and uh, thank you for uh, joining us today.
8: You're welcome. Bye, Gerard. I'll talk to hey, you later. Michelle.
4: All right. We love you, Yes, we do, indeed. All right,
8: love you, too. See
4: you Bye. later. Yeah. Bye. All right, folks, a surprise there, folks. Michelle Lindodd told me earlier today she was going to try to maybe squeak in, and we'd like to thank her as uh, Gerard's sister, if you will, or her Paula Heyman, if you will, squeaked in at the last hour, however, and decided to come in and join us for a little bit of overtime, if you will, and beyond the before overtime with her thoughts. So, all right, we're going to do – Ralph's two back-to-back matches here, and then we're going to do one last match and then call it a day. So, Ralph, go ahead with your second fantasy match. I'll do one up. last
5: match.
4: Yeah, you're going to do it after he does his... Uh, I, I do mine. Can you
5: do this, and then I do mine so I can think of another one?
4: Yeah, sure. Go ahead, uh, John. Give us your last fantasy matchup of the day. No, I was going to do mine first. Ralph,
5: Ralph, it wouldn't back be back fair. Go, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. He's yeah, go ahead. Yeah, best Ralph, best go ahead.
4: Go ahead, yeah. He's telling okay, you to go ahead. My first one,
5: since we haven't done the ladies' match, I'm going to do a ladies' tag match. All righty. Page and Charlotte mm-hmm. versus the fabulous Moolah and Mae Young. Wow, this
4: is good. This is real good. Okay, tell us who do you like?
5: Oof. I have a hot for Charlotte and Paige, but I have to say fabulous Moolah and Mae
4: Young. Alright. Uh Gerard? We know who you're going with, I think.
7: <laughs> yeah you do.
4: PC. Page and
7: Charlotte. Yep,
4: PC. I think PC wins too. however. I think Paige and Charlotte win against Moolen and Mae Young. Uh, great. Who do you like? Uh,
3: uh, Paige and uh, Charlotte.
4: All right. And John?
3: I have to go with my main man, Gerard.
4: Paige and Charlotte, too. Okay. That was a good match. That was a good match. That was a very good Divas match you picked there, Ralph. Okay, John, I think you have one more for us, right?
3: Yes, I do.
4: Close it out for us with your pick, and then we'll go to Ralph's final pick of the day.
3: All right, the main event in this corner from West Newberry, Massachusetts John Cena.
4: Mr. John Cena in the first part of that match, and who's his opponent tonight? His opponent,
3: he from from Venice Beach, California, the icon.
4: Oh, John Cena and Sting, wow, this might be the best one yet, however, Sting versus The Rock, however, it says Guest 8, however. You're... Are we still on? Yeah, we're still on, however, um I'm just uh, talking to Guest 8 while we're uh, finishing up. Give us your prediction on this one, who do you like in this one?
3: I like to say Sting.
4: I'm going to say Sting too, Greg?
3: Ah, uh, sting in this
4: one, Gerard. It's showtime. Yes, the Stinger wins here, and Ralph. Who do you like? Oh, sting. There you go, doing the sting yell. <laughs> I would have oh. been, been famous for. However, we've told guest day tower to call in next week or join us on Revolution tomorrow. Night. Hopefully, you'll join us nine o'clock to eleven, eleven thirty, whether on Wednesday night and Friday night as well. We got a big two K sixteen thing. The Top heel thing has the fancy stable right now of the corporation, if you will. Thursday night should be a great Wolf Pack show. Saturday night, as we said, we will have NXT, SmackDown, and Raw recaps with Gerard and Michelle. Hopefully back on Revolut- Ratitude Radio, one three eight nine two one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four one three eight zero five five. Of course, the number ID number and number one you can hit for uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Wolfpack will be on Thursday, one three eight five two one. On that, of course, we will have. The news tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday with yours truly. I'll be filling on Wednesday for His Majesty Gerard T. Smith, whose wife birthday is on Wednesday. And as we said at the start, midway through the show, I'd like to wish her, from all of us, of all of our shows, a happy birthday to her. Hopefully, she enjoys her birthday, and hopefully, she yeah. has many more to come. And then, of course, next Monday, folks, however, before we uh, get Ralph's final pick of the day, ladies and gentlemen, however, we're going to just say next Monday we're going to have Survivor Series predictions, folks, so it's going to be a little heated next week, and we'll have more news, on sure, on any topic. And next week I think we're going to do, besides Survivor Series predictions, kind of a twisty game, however. I mean, we always play games on the show, and that's the way we like to do it, however, but we're going to make a couple games up along the way, and if anyone has suggestions, just shoot them in the chat box or just shoot them on each of our – Facebook pages. will be glad to hear your comments and questions in more ways than one.
5: I've got an idea real quick.
4: Yes, Ralph. Okay, this
5: is a little twist. I don't know if we talked about this before I started coming on. Mm-hmm. But we could do something about the top star, uh, stars of a promotion. Yes. A promotion versus a promotion.
4: Oh, that's a good idea. What do you guys think about that? Gerard, what do you think? Yeah. All right, that sounds good. And, John, would you be for that next week? I like it. <laughs> Greg? What's the answer again? Promotion versus promotion, uh, taking the top star versus a top star or something like that. Make it a well, little and not the
5: promotions versus promotion that was nationwide that yeah. competed with the WWE?
4: Yeah, any type of that. Yeah, what, uh, he's, what uh, Ralph just said. What do you think of that idea? Yeah, that's cool. All right, that would work. I think all of us would be all for that.
5: I Okay, just real quick.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm going to get
5: my match in, and then yep. i got to do the other call. It's, it's um, Battle of Chinese. Um, you have uh, Tatanka versus the Boogeyman versus Superstar Billy Graham. My winner, Billy Graham. I have to go, sorry.
4: Okay, no <laughs> problem. Thanks, Ralph. All right, that's a, that was Ralph Atkinson, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Raslin. You can join him on the chat box each and every night, however, how but he's with us on Mondays. How is our fifth fourth member of the party? And of course our fifth member, Gerard T. Smith, of course, is with us now, of course. And today we had a seven man team and it kept shrinking, but we also got bigger as the day went along. We want to thank him for calling in today and we really appreciate him. He will be back with us next Monday with more stories, I'm sure, and more uh Uh, fantasy matchups as well, as well as in the chat box later this week. Uh, You heard his match, guys. This is going to be interesting. Tatanka and the Bully Man versus Superstar Graham. Who do you like in this one?
3: Superstar Graham.
4: I'll take Superstar. And, John, who do you like?
3: I'm going to go with Superstar Billy Graham, guys.
4: Okay. And, uh, Greg, who do you like?
3: Uh, The same, uh, Billy
4: Graham. All right. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's unanimous. We're done. We're calling it a day. So I want to thank my host for coming in today. Tomorrow night, of course, you can listen to the 2K16 uh, preview. And, of course, we hope to have uh, more of our callers call in tomorrow night. We might have surprises with Anne-Marie Reckenbach, Jeff Tears, the Rush, Rhonda rush Wright, the JML Experience. And all of you, we'll be back at 9 o'clock tomorrow until 11 Tonight, however, don't forget, the tournament starts on Raw, live from the UK. They're just winding up that show right now as we speak, so we'll find out who does what tonight. We, of course, will be back here again on Monday next week, however, with episode 17, one 444 pound 138744, the number one. We will be talking Survivor Series predictions. We'll have also the latest news from the Newswire. Of course, as I said, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, we'll be on the Newswire possibly, maybe, unless Gerard comes back on Thursday, but if not, he will be with us on Friday, but we will also hear from you, the callers out there, in more ways than one, so please give us a call next Monday. We'll be back here from 3 to 5, and you can listen to all of our shows on TalkShoe.com, as well as Facebook, however, mind you. You can start listening to the archives of all of our other shows, Revolution, Wolfpack Radio, Like I said, our show, of course, and Attitude Radio, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a pretty good week. However, we are counting down the days, hours, and minutes of the Survivor Series, as well as Thanksgiving. So, Right now, with that being said, we're going to take it out with a very good special group from the U.K., U2, as John has, where the streets have no name. And believe me, the streets are definitely going to have a name after tonight with Raw, however, in the U.K. So until next Monday, ladies and gentlemen, this is J.D. along with his panel saying so long. And thank you for joining us today. We will be back again next Monday. John, take us out, please.
1: (laughs)